Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a progressive talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined by my co-host, uh, as always, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, what's happening? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Before we started recording, LaDonna was like, I never know what to say when you ask me what's up. What should I do? Which?" So I said when I t- when I start talking, inevitably my voice changes. It's like oh, or something weird. So I'm like, I'm gonna do something different this time. Hello. So there you go. Hello, Christian Amanpour. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, our other co-host, uh, comrade Dracula. What's happening? How's it going, guys? I got nothing. Come on, to say this time. I wanted your sexy voice. Let's hear it. Hello. <laughs> All right, you're fired. We're done. <laughs> That's it. It's a wrap. That'll be fifty thousand dollars to BMG Music. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> no, that, I'm pretty sure their scrubbers only work on like actual recorded versions of those songs. Mm. Yeah, well, probably. That was pretty good though. I think that. That, could... that was all. I'm, I'm right. worth getting sued, right? <laughs> Tell me, I'm good enough to get sued. Totally. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know, we're just going to talk about Stormy Daniels for the next two hours because yes, I think that's what everyone so wants to, to hear. So much to cover on that. Oh my god! Did just, you guys watch it? The twists and turns. Oh, yeah, no, I couldn't. No. I, oh, I just. What did you think? <laughs> yeah, no. I, obviously, I'm kidding. I, I think it's just beyond fucking stupid how this is all consuming. And you know, I, I think we talked about it a little bit uh, last week or the week before, but it's just like. To me, I'm like, I don't give a f- I, I don't care who the president fucked. Like, I know it's a story, and I'm, I'm not saying that nobody should cover it, but clearly this is all anyone's ever talking about. Like, well, that's the, why I haven't paid attention. Week. Yeah, all week. I haven't I, – like I told you guys, I've been sort of out of it as far as the news yeah. goes, and if that's been really the only story, then it's no wonder because I, I won't click on it. So I watched it. I don't give uh, a fuck. <laughs> I watched it, and uh, it was the highest rated episode of 60 Minutes in 10 years. And everyone watched it, and <laughs> and I I was kind of like I didn't know sixty minutes was still on the air. <laughs> that was that was my that reaction. was me too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't care. I didn't have any emotion. I didn't have any reaction at all. Well, and that I thought, well, she seems pretty credible, and that's it. So clearly, what? their journalistic integrity is still there. You know, if they're with Stormy Daniels now, so. Well, I mean, you know, the only thing that's really a story from it is that potentially the money that she was paid to be quiet came from the campaign, which would be a gross violation of campaign uh, finance law. But that's pretty much it. But then you go, of course, it came from the campaign. Like, and of course, it was a violation of the law. But at this point, if we were just tracking violations of the law for his campaign, I, I, we can't even count anymore because you for start with the emoluments clause for that matter <laughs> and yeah. and you you never end it's it's just you know mm-hmm. one law after another and the republican congress you know own uh, are not keep holding him accountable at all for anything well <laughs> democrats in congress won't go after that stuff either like they're still like we'll, well investigate like russia but we yeah. don't want to go after we don't want to follow the money on his own campaign because then we would be 
like they'd go after us for the same thing and Hillary <laughs> having her slush fund for the DNC as early as 2015 would also get a lot of coverage and they don't want that either. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, it, you know, it was a slow news week that seemed to be all consuming, uh, this week. Uh, so was that really the only, the biggest revelation was just the money? Cause they had already talked about that. Did she say anything salacious she didn't really or say anything? No, like, not no, really. it was just like, I mean, I didn't even watch it, but I, you know, I, I looked through the highlights and she, nothing, there was no big revelation other than that she like said that some, you know, some thug was like threatening her and like saying like, Hey, you better not, uh, but not yeah. say anything or I'll, uh, break <laughs> Be a shame if some accident happened to the girl's you know, mother. The, the you typical, know, cause, and we know fucking Trump is, a you know, a fucking goon who has like, you know, friends in the mob back in Jersey. So I'm sure that's not a, that far of a stretch, but did she come across as likable? Like I had heard some people say that, that she was kind of funny and uh, not about that interview, but just in general. Yeah, she's yeah, no, she's, she's got a decent smart. sense of humor. I mean, she looks she's... like she's fucking partied hard for the last twenty five years. I mean, she looks <laughs> she looks yeah, like just... the after picture of the yeah. chick from the uh, Enema of the State cover. You know, like the Blink One Eighty Two album. A little bit, that, a little bit. That woman yeah, now, it's... it's like oh, wow. Well, uh, you know, but, whatever. Um, yeah, but I'd, no, love, cool. I'd love to live twenty five years of whatever life she had doing yeah, cocaine no, every sure. night and just rocking out and whatever. <laughs> I mean, not not to have the affair with Trump thing, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's that could be arranged. I'm like, I don't, I don't get oh, it. Yeah, whatever. it was the other thing. The affair was just it. one time. Like, well, it was just like one. Maybe it was just like out of curiosity. It was like, yeah. I got to So, know. no, no, because didn't she, she did not accept money from him, right? Like he offered her 10 grand and she said, no, basically yeah. like, that wasn't the kind of girl she was. I mean, well, that, it, that's but, what I remember from but that's, before. That's what makes it weirder. It's like, why would you? Because you know, you have a story to sell. Look at how much do you think she got paid for that? I'm mm. sure she did. And I'm sure she'll write a book. Even, yeah, but he wasn't even like, I mean, I don't think that would have been a big story before he ran for president. Well, maybe you just, you know, screw as many famous people as you can and yeah. hope to write a book about them all at the end. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is, this is already entirely too much Stormy Daniels chat for my liking. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so now, I, you know, before we get into uh, all the stuff we're going to talk about this week, uh, I wanted to mention we're on a new platform. Uh, you can actually find us now, and I'm sure you're, some of you are listening to us on uh, Pippa, P-I-P-P-A. Ooh, what's it's Pippa? New- it's a I new never podcast. heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is news to everybody. Now it's a new uh, <laughs> podcast hosting uh, service. It gives us a few more uh, features that SoundCloud didn't give us. I'm still going to keep the SoundCloud for a little bit, but uh, you know everyone should try to migrate over to Pippa because eventually that's going to be the the spot we use. Can you say with like a, I know your your last name is Italian. Can you say? the name of that platform with more of like an Italian spice hey, to it. Pippa. Hey, you gotta come over to the Pippa. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> what does that mean? So it's uh don't know, I just like the accent. So to find us it, it, you you could search uh, shows.pippa.io slash move left idiots. Uh and we'll obviously link that on the uh Twitter and all that stuff. But uh yeah. Um check us out over there. Uh are we still on iTunes? Are we still doing that? Oh yeah, we're still on iTunes. I you know, iTunes is probably the easiest for people with Apple phones. Uh just, you know, search for us in the iTunes store, rate, review, subscribe while you're there. Um so you know, I, I there's a couple little news tidbits I I want to talk about this week and then maybe we can get into some more free-ranging discussion uh, <laughs> since it's a slow news week. Oh, you know, <laughs> I, I mentioned this to you guys the other day, but I did, uh, in fact, outfit my soundboard with uh, a bevy of Alex Jones sound bites. A bevy? 
Yes, quite 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 a few. Um, uh, that like a uh, an arsenal, not quite an it arsenal. Is. It is. We had that during the election. Um, my daughter downloaded something, and it had like you know the wall just got ten feet higher, and and all of these different <laughs> ones from him, and she would just play them all the time, or like Marco Rubio going Why is when your I'm president. So fucking cool. Your daughter is like not even ten years old yet, and she's <laughs> she just turned ten, and she's the greatest. She has more subscribers on YouTube than me, so. <laughs> just more subscribers on YouTube than we do, I think, yeah, right? Probably. Um, I think she's almost at 200 now. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, no, she's, she's beating us a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll save some just, you know, to drop in as a surprise. But I just want to give you a little sampling of the kind of uh, quality work I, I was doing uh, this week. <laughs> These are people that had gay sex hundreds of times in coffins <laughs> begging for spiritual entities to possess them. Get in coffins hundreds of times and and giant pits of feces and have sex with each other. Who the hell is he talking about? A secretary of state I mean, that has had sex in giant vats of feces. I mean, I would if I didn't know that was Alex Jones. Alex Jones, I would think he's talking about like the RNC convention, but uh, I think he was talking about Marilyn Manson. <laughs> like, what the hell? I, he, he was talking about John Kerry, and I think he was talking about the. Uh, code pink protesters that were sitting behind john Kerry. i don't fucking know man (laughs) (laughs) these people are not freaking humans okay hillary clinton is a goddamn demon you know just stuff like that not wrong to america (laughs) (laughs) they say hearing his voice and of course and of course the 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 all-time classic i don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay do you understand that? Serious <laughs> 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 crap. Those gay frogs. The fist of rage and the grunting <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, why don't you guys do more of that? <laughs> we need a little uh, more machismo in this. Oh, well, microphone will probably pop up off well, the Well, that's because we're not taking fucking Gorilla Brain or whatever the fuck supplement <laughs> that he's selling. Maybe we should get <laughs> them as a Oh, Ours God. would be just like the, the the different spelling of the word, you know, like yeah, uh, right. Zapatista, gorilla, you know, Hamas, <laughs> whatever, that kind of gorilla. Uh, so uh, Facebook was in the news uh, this week <laughs> quite a bit. Um, <laughs> did you guys delete it? Did you delete Facebook? I didn't delete Facebook yet, uh, <laughs> n- nor did you, because I I spoke to you on it earlier today. You so. guys, we're, we're all too addicted. I'm sorry. I've seen a few I, people. I fucking hate Facebook. I just keep it to talk to you people. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I never people. use. Fa- yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? Couple no. people I know are planning it. They're downloading their their Facebook files now and looking at all the data, and they're horrified. And, it, and horrifying. I get it. I did it. I did that. It, it's horrifying. Yeah, it is horrifying. And yet. <laughs> And yet, what the hell did you think? No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you know, you get it for much, free. But... And so, of course, they're selling everything I, they I possibly can on you. I didn't know that they could you. get your fucking contacts from your phone, though, because I don't remember ever agreeing to that. And I'm sure it was some backdoor that you agreed to download something that they got you. But, like, that's fucking oh, really yeah. it's shady just, as it's, shit. <laughs> when you, Messenger, yeah. When someone texts you an unknown number and it's like, this is probably this person based on what your email <laughs> says. And it's like, how the fuck did you read my email? <laughs> well, that's the other thing, Yeah. <laughs> Where Looks is... like you have an appointment at three thirty on yeah. blah blah blah. Like what? Like, the I, ha- fuck, I have man? I have real life stalkers, and I sh- I'm sure we're not. There's enough in the same social network stuff that like my contact stuff for accounts that I keep try to keep private pop up in their shit. You know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, 
just fucking progressives are a small world and yeah Yes. Nazi just... progressives too, unfortunately. <laughs> so I mean, between the Cambridge Analytica thing, and then there was a story from the Intercept uh, a couple days ago that uh, ICE uses private Facebook data to find and track uh, criminal suspects, meaning people they're trying to deport. So you know, really nothing to worry about here when the census wants to ask whether or not someone's a citizen, because sure, you know they won't no. use that. No, they won't of course use that not. At all. <laughs> Did you read today how? Um, so to get a to get a travel visa to come visit the U.S., you may have to unlock the last five years of your social media history to the U.S. <laughs> State so Department. Fucked up, man. Like, most I saw most that. people don't even do that to their significant other. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Like, here's my password to all the fucking quizzes I took. You know, this is so <laughs> fu- no. I mean, it, like it's so fucking fashion. Like it, the, the shit that 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 ICE is doing and that that like you know the State Department's getting away with. It's just. Not you. No offense to you. <laughs> oh, no. Well, the thing is, we're, the, the, we're the, great to our own citizens. State Department is great to our own citizens. Sure, They'll yeah, let you do yeah. anything you want to do. I mean, unless you, we're you're Americans. like a fugitive or you have a ton of back child support. <laughs> but to other people wanting to visit here, we're totally, like, extremely xenophobic. We assume everyone's a criminal who wants to visit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. And apparently now uh, Zuckerberg's going to have to testify in front of Congress, which should be <laughs> hilarious because he is... Uh, yeah, super super social. I'm not sure if you've ever seen the social <laughs> network, you know, he's a very friendly guy. So I'm sure that's going to go great and he's not going to come across it like a fucking billionaire maniac, you know, lunatic. They're probably spending you know, they probably have been spending the last 6 months prepping him for this cuz they they knew that this was coming. I mean, they knew that they knew more than they told it, people they knew. <laughs> it's not too late, guys. Zuckerberg for president in 2020. <laughs> So one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite Star Trek Next Generation episodes is when Data's on trial to like define whether he's a sentient being or not, and I feel like watching Zuckerberg in front of Congress would be like that. <laughs> totally except at the end of it, they like conclude that he's not sentient and he's just this like algorithm of pre-focus group response. You know, like only slightly more functional than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> um, yeah, I just fucking can't. Yeah, how, so how pissed do you think Zuckerberg is that he like, went and milked those fucking cows at that farmer's house like now, <laughs> for nothing now? <laughs> do you know. think he realizes? I'm sure that, that there are, I guarantee you, there you are DC consultants right now saying to him, you can overcome anything well, with the right amount of money. Oh, because I mean, they make they, so much money from him. They, yeah. Their dollar signs are in their eyes. They're like, oh, no, we can totally recover from this. You're going to go and you're going to have your big Mr. Smith goes to Washington moment on Capitol Hill. And then everyone's going to be like Zuckerberg for president. We love you. If you're a candidate and you're right listening now. to this, if anyone tells you they can guarantee you a win, do not hire them. <laughs> do not hire them. They are liars. Yeah. So uh, unless the name's Debbie Wasserman Schultz and they uh, the, have a foolproof um, plan for getting you. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> right now I'm rewatching the people versus OJ uh, for a research pro- for another project I uh, may be working on in the future. Um, uh, no spoilers. <laughs> and one of my, one of the best scenes is when the guy, I, I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy playing Johnny Cochran is like trying to get OJ to like believe in himself and get him, his head back into oh, the yeah. thing. And it's such a great motivational speech he gives it's like a monologue basically mm-hmm. and it but it feels so genuine and i feel like if i ever ran for office i want that guy i want johnny <laughs> cochran to tell me like you got this juice you got this <laughs> the juice man see i can um, be that guy i know how to have that conversation but i won't do it like yeah. i mean unless somebody has a really 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 shitty day you know then yeah. I, I know how to kind of bring them back up for it. but i guess maybe you could look at it and say that's what that was um it's hard to watch that and you go, 
okay, either A, he genuinely felt that, and that was, you know, he really did connect with this individual, or B, and this is what I think it is, he's just a really, really good manipulator and knew exactly what he was doing. I mean, we'll, we'll save you, this for the, the OJ cast. But well, one, yeah. one little thing about figure. that um, is that even though he really, you could tell he really wanted to, he was kind of playing hard to get, and the, the racial component was really important to him on a personal level, even then, still, he's like, I need to look, I, I can't do this unless I look him in the eye and have him tell me if he did it or not. I don't, see, I don't buy that. I think that was his first attempt at actually bonding, but we can save this for the other. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> obviously, you know, somewhat cats out of the bag. We're going to definitely be doing a People versus OJ cast yeah. for the uh, movie well, slash TV if, review if, podcast, but just, it's just going to end up being us talking any, about the fucking OJ case. Like. <laughs> if anything, I think the actor that played Johnny Cochran is a more uh, earnest uh, person More likable than, than real life person. Johnny Cochran. Yeah, is, but, sure. don't doubt uh, that. I actually Still. just watched uh, last night. Marsha Clark has a new show on A and E, like the first forty. Marsha Clark investigates the first forty-eight. Oh wow! And the first episode was all about the Casey Anthony case, which was just another case where Ooh, the is prosecution. This on uh, no, it was on A and E. But you, uh. if uh, I'll, I'll find the link, I'll send it to you. But uh. Uh, it was interesting. It was a lot of stuff I knew, but it's like another case where just fucking slam dunk that the prosecution just completely fumbled Wait, was it her fault again too was did she totally like misjudge her show is about her investigating controversial cases or like you know infamous cases like Uh from recent history but and she looks totally different now right uh yeah more i mean just the hair is straight now not not you know (laughs) she like changed changed the hair in the middle of the episode just to like you know like (laughs) i can't not do this when i get nervous (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so that was interesting, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about all that shit on OJ. That'll um, be a fun one. So make sure that you are, uh, subscribing to Tune our... in on Wednesday when we're recording and you <laughs> can't actually hear us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tap into our, uh, our fucking <laughs> tap into my house through it's, my Phillips TV. Like Just the, the Mr. Show sketch, the, uh, pre-recorded live call-in show. <laughs> Did you ever say it was like no, such a weird, know. like time? It's like people were calling in. And he's like, "No, that's the topic for next week. This week we're talking <laughs> about this. Why does everyone not understand it?" It's like, "Well, wait, but you said the topics like that. No, but that was last week. <laughs> now it, it like just the time dimensional thing of how that would work." And to, anyway, David yeah. Cross is great. Tough but, to control um, the narrative, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's a lunatic. That's all I really wanted to say about that. Have you guys seen um, the Social Network, the the Fincher yeah, movie? Yeah, it was great. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they didn't make him look good at all. <laughs> well, I mean, he is a fucking. I mean, from all from just the stuff we know in terms of publicly available information, he's a huge dickhead who screwed over his you know friend well, look, out of look at the start of, of it. He starts something based on rating whether the chicks at his school are <laughs> hot or not mm-hmm. you know yeah, that's that essentially the, the, the original function yeah, as the start of it for being so, rejected yeah yeah i mean when you start from there i don't know <laughs> how you know like how your motivations can't be constantly questioned well i don't i don't call him a psychopath lightly or like you know b- being hyperbolic i mean some of the stuff that you know you you hear about him he really is a fucking he doesn't have hu- he doesn't have like normal human emotions he doesn't have empathy like he's just like a fucking (laughs) robot like he's yeah it's hard to tell with some introverts so i won't i won't go there but yeah what was the actor that played him in the movie what's that actor's name uh jesse eisenberg yeah Yeah. he's he's great um there's a film by um what's her name 
His Lex uh, Luthor left a little bit to be designed. Yeah, but, that was a little strange. Yeah, <laughs> the, um, Kelly Reichardt, who's one of my favorite film directors, she did, mm. um, she did Meek's Cutoff. She did uh, Wendy and Lucy. Um, she did Old Joy. Uh, Space Cat Oregon filmmaker. Uh, she did a film about a bunch of eco uh, sabotagers, eco saboteurs that go and blow up a dam. And he's in it, and he's even more like scary. He's like Mark Zuckerberg, even even more scary to be around in this film. And if you ever check it out, it's called Night Moves, uh, and it's the, probably one of the most accurate portrayals of like eco radicals I've ever seen before. Uh, Named after one of my favorite really, Bob Seger songs. Yeah, working on some night moves. It's a good song, man. Yeah, Michigan native right there. Is he? Yeah, no, yeah. We, <laughs> he's, he's very anti-digital yeah. music. His uh, his shit wasn't on iTunes until yeah. like last year. Well, we got know. we've got like a, we've got rappers, we've got Madonna, we've got Iggy and the Stooges, and then we've got Ted Nugent, Bob Seger, and fucking Kid Rock. In, I was in just Michigan. gonna say Kid Rock. And it's just it's like <laughs> well, somehow got, the got self Eminem came up here. Yeah, Eminem. <laughs> Eminem is like, yeah, well, he's no kind of no falling off. <laughs> yeah, I'd ask if you guys would check the water lately, but well, <laughs> we know. <sighs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, so, you know, I, I was mentioning off air to everybody, uh, you know, it's been a slow news week and it is, uh, you know, Good Friday and Passover and all those other made up holidays uh, this week. So I figured that we could. No offense. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Start us off on the right foot here. My, so, you know, uh, it's, uh, of I course, have... as you know, it's the, 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 very holy holiday of Good Friday today. So in, in respectful observance, <laughs> I think we're going <laughs> to. No. So uh, t- today's the day they killed Jesus. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, hey. the, this is pre zombie. So this is the day he okay. died. And then, Oh God, you didn't just say that. <laughs> I'm in pain oh, already. Fuck? He's a fucking zombie. I mean, he, he, you know, in the story, he comes back three days later. He's fucking dead already. Mm-hmm. He either was in a coma or he's a zombie. <laughs> But he wasn't bit by a zombie, so that means he was infected with the virus already. Well, okay, Did, but the first zombie else had wasn't. to come from somewhere, comrade. Where do you think the first zombie came from? <laughs> no, so now Jesus was the first I, zombie. They, do you know how many viewers, <laughs> listeners were losing? Like, no, fucking li- nobody listens to this thing that's like super <laughs> religious. Maybe ha- like one person. Hashtag zombie Jesus. When we tweet that out, is going to get some fucking pull. Trust me. I'm breaking out of knives again. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Walking Dead's good again. I don't know if you guys knew that, but Walking Dead has gotten really good in the last few episodes again. I never kind of watched it. A slump, so <laughs> it? Uh, we can we can hashtag just, Walking have, Dead too. So just, I have so uh, much I, ride I, the coattails. God, I, I did that show. Just I, you know, I loved it so much when it first came out, and it's just so frustrating. It became such a frustrating show. But how I mean, many that's good a whole seasons nother. are there? Because I can, I need uh, something to watch next. But. It's Fire. one of those shows where it hits its peak in season five, and then you're kind of like, they should end I mean, it, but they don't. Yeah, and it's. it's I mean, I would like, argue it hit its peak in season two, but that's well, that's a whole you know, other. They, it's, they it's lost a, the showrunner. It's a, a lot of shows. Debacle. The best seasons are like three, four, and five when they really hit their stride, and then they hit a burnout point, and they keep going, and you're like, you shouldn't have kept going. Uh, and I think that's where the show is right now. Is they just even though they have House. great source material. Um, there's a level of burnout, and once the ratings start to dip, they start cutting the budget, and then the show's just not technically as good. Yeah, the shots I'm not aren't sure that and... shows should even be allowed to go past five seasons. No, it, it's, it just, it's, yeah. it's just not good. So like, House was yeah. a great show and for like the first five seasons. and then I liked really Once Upon a Time, and they messed that up, too. They just yeah kept going and going. Apparently, Doctor Who figured out a, a good way to do it, and that's just like every three years, the we, show every we, we fire the main <laughs> character and just... Yeah. <laughs> 
It's yeah. one way to do it. Um, but so, yeah, <laughs> uh, so in observance of all these holidays that I'm very respectful of, I, I wanted to have a broader conversation about uh, religion and its effect on society, world history, things like that, and whether it's been a net positive or net negative. Now, so like my immediate inclination would be to obviously say net negative, but I, I, I want to talk that out with everyone because I think maybe that's, you know, not necessarily true for all situations. So I, I, so to inform the conversation, I think it'd be oh, great we if should, we, we talked should give a back, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, about our own religious backgrounds too. Um, but yeah, feel free. All right. So you want, do you want to start? Well, so yeah, my religious background is weird. Um, I, my dad was Methodist and, um, my mom was Catholic and she, I guess in the marriage, they, they had to agree uh, for a Catholic wedding to raise the kids Catholic. So we were kind of sort of, you know, uh, in quotes, raised Catholic. We were sort of the, um, I don't know, the the Christmas Catholics, Easter Catholics, you know, we'd go on the holidays, um, you know, and, and pretty much not else, except for the fact that um, all of us had some period of time in Catholic school. Um, I actually left Catholic school from a big fight with a nun over purgatory and that was the end of my (laughs) my catholic career (laughs) what was your fight you actually asked her like rational questions about the the story you were being told yeah it's kind of like don't do that yeah i mean the whole idea was you know you're you're born a tabula rasa this clean slate and every time you sin you know you get more and more black spots on your on your soul and that, you know, you get this time in purgatory to, to burn this stuff away. And just the whole thing didn't make any sense Horrifying. to me. I, I didn't know where it was in the Bible. You know, there was just a lot, too many questions that they didn't appreciate. So, yeah, cool. I basically told my parents after that I was I was done and I was out. Who's um, your was your nun Nancy Pelosi? Because Nancy Pelosi <laughs> loves saying tabula rasa. Well, and our <laughs> nuns were horrible. Wait, our nuns were horrible. Word? Tabula rasa, blank, uh, blank, Latin. Blank slate. Yeah. That, oh, like, yeah. that sounds like something a surfer in SoCal. <laughs> Tabula rasa, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, my two years of Latin. That's the only time it ever came. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so that, and then also during my Catholic experience, the, the nuns actually, in one case, you know, were beating a. a a student of ours that was black, the only black student in oh, the class. Um, you know, lots of things like that went on. So, so I was out, but my dad converted to Catholicism near the end of his life. So he had a Catholic funeral and that was the last time for like, I don't know, 20 years or something. So they have like, they have like bag, bagpipes for that, right? A Catholic church. No, they, they no. have all this scent, like incense stuff. And I don't know. Anyway. Um, so I left that and then it was an exploration of religion for me. So I read about every religion I could find, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism. I mean, I, in high school, I went and sat with Hare Krishnas and ate their food. Fabulous vegan food, by oh, the way. You're, you're not interested. supposed to eat the Hare Krishna food, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I lived. Yeah. I lived. But, How you was know, your I sex liked... drive after that? <laughs> no comment. Mm. <laughs> I like to think that I've kind of broken bread with everybody and and listened to a lot of different perspectives. And then, you know, at the end of all of that, I actually revisited the Catholic Church after a number of years, so I can share a little bit about what that was like and you know, sort of where where I am now with all of it. But tell me about you guys. So I, um, my mom went through a similar thing where she grew up in a religious family because it was what everyone did went to college and then learned about how all these other faiths had similar things that borrowed from each other, but also just a lot of things were taken from old stories that were from, you know, pre, you know, literature days when everyone was kind of like, Hey, how come there's lightning? How come there's a flood? So they all had similar stories and she kind of, she 
took on a more of a anthropological view of these things mm -hmm. as mythology. Uh, so I got brought up basically atheist. I didn't, I, it, but the weird part was even though I grew up in like not, we were like more the Rust Belt than the Bible Belt. I assumed that because I didn't go to church, not many other people did. I figured it was like 10% of lunatics went to a church. Right? <laughs> and I didn't know it was really inverted. It was so, only yeah, about 10% of people were not religious in some way. But, you know, I was growing up with kids that never talked about it outside hmm. of the church. It was just they got taken there. They did it. If I stayed over at a friend's house on the weekend, I had to go to church with them. And I was just kind of like, this sucks. Remember when we stayed up all night last night and didn't sleep and, you know, <laughs> stayed up all wired on popping pizza? You know? Now you're um, listening to some pedophile in a dress tell you about how you're <laughs> yeah. going to go to hell. For tell us how you, you know, really feel there. <laughs> I was like, why, why are grown-ups staying up and singing out of a book? This is fucking boring. Uh, but one time I was old enough to kind of like think about it a little bit more. Uh, I was staying the night with some cousins who were about my age and they were, they were like super fucking religious now. They go on like missions to Africa and it's, it's mm. fucked up. Huh? Uh, but then we did like the Sunday school thing and, uh, it was like the extra little down in the basement brainwashing session just for the kids. Right. And they're talking to these kids about how when you die, you go up to heaven in a bubble and in heaven is pure utopia and everything you could ever want would be there. And of course my brain's like, how come no one never told me about this shit before? <laughs> so my hand goes up because I'm like, I'm ready to ask questions. And the person teaching the class, teaching the class was like, uh, yes, <laughs> points at me. And I'm like, hey, so when I get up to heaven, will all my dead pets be there? And she's like, oh, um, no, actually, because animals the can't go to heaven. And I don't remember what exactly what I said, but it, 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 would be, it would be the equivalent of now being like, hey, what the fuck kind of utopia has no animals in it? Well, that was where I went with my questions, well, too, yeah. So then all the other kids who were there every week, uh, who had been taught this shit all the time, suddenly their brains started to think, too. And they were like, hey, yeah, wait a minute. What the fuck? And they all started asking questions. And they were like, ah, da, 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 da. so they grabbed me and like grabbed me, took me out in the hallway and said, you need to sit out here for the rest of the duration of the Sunday school. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't even ask one question. The whole house of cards falls apart. Like, this shit's not based on much. No, <laughs> so, it's a very faulty, it's a very faulty tower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't doing it to be a dick. I was only like nine or ten. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know Same. enough to be a dick. I was just trying to like, I want to know more about your crazy culty things. And, yeah. and it only took one question for the whole class to like, suddenly the spell was broken. You know, you're making me wonder now if my memory of me, you know, sort of storming away and never going back to Catholic school was actually them telling my parents she's not welcome back after I asked too many questions. Yeah. So she anyway, I, too much. I yeah. guess that, that, that anecdotal story is kind of was my perception of it, thinking it's a thing that other people do and it's not many people who do it when in fact it was a lot more people than I realized and also having an open mind. But then at, as soon as you ask an earnest question, they, if you get an, uh, you know, if if it challenges the question they perceive as to be challenging, to the to the um, the rigid unmoving rules of the game, um, they find that threatening, right? And immediately yeah. I was removed from the environment. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to do this again. So uh, for me, uh, I was definitely raised Catholic, which which explains my aversion to it now. Um, Real Catholic or Christmas Catholic? No, well, uh, okay, so I, you know, I, I went to public school, but I did have to go to Sunday school every, you know, Sunday, which was fucking yeah. miserable, because it's like the one, you know, one of the two days you have off a year, and you have to, a week rather, and you have to wake up early and, like, go listen to some fucking, you know, whatever, um, but, <laughs> um, 
so yeah, you know, my, my, uh, my, my, pa- my mother is not particularly religious, but my grandmother is extremely religious. Like, you know, so goes you to church do... every day, sings in the choir, that kind did of thing. Did you fucking... do communion and confirmation oh, yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that? Confirmation. Okay. All the way up until confirmation, I was forced to, you know, go to Sunday school. So was that, And like when did you grade? do yours? Yeah. Cause see, ours was third grade. In third grade, oh, we had to make the decision. Great. I would have been, if... I, I would have been out the door, <laughs> man. Oh my God. I would have been. So what's confirmation great. mean? Like you passed the, the God test or something? It, it basically is you affirming that you believe in this faith and you're able to, you know, uh, answer questions about it gotcha. and that kind of thing. The so the church is like, like a jealous girlfriend yeah. who constantly is like in need of your validation. <laughs> like you need, come on, please tell me that you still believe. Tell me that you're a good Catholic, please. <laughs> who are well, you talking like, to on the side? And <laughs> doing like, that for us doing? in third grade when like we hadn't even really had a chance to think of anything. I think that was by design. They wanted to get us in there, sure, yeah. you know, because if you wait till eighth grade, I think you lose a lot more people. In third you grade, you just mm-hmm. kind of have to. Well, because literally the second I was confirmed, I was like, all right, great. Never going to church again unless I'm going <laughs> to a funeral. And that's pretty much what's happened. I've gone to church for funerals and weddings. And uh, yeah, you couldn't you oh, man. bring all right. me in one if you. Funeral so where did Lord. you lose the faith? Where did you um, lose the faith? Wait, why would you assume he did? I'm, I'm trying not to. <laughs> I, I really am trying to not be a dick. But like when I, you know, thought when I learned to think for myself and I really listened to some of these stories, I'm like, nobody lived inside of a fucking whale for 30 days. Like nobody, you know, some guy named Noah didn't build a fucking giant yacht size boat by himself and put two of every animal on her. Yeah, or, or cruise ship size, excuse me, cruise, like go. yeah, cruise ship size fucking boat, and put two of every animal on the planet. Well, on a I mean, bo- like it's all of that is whether you take bullshit. a literal like, interpretation yeah. or whether you read it as allegory, you know, a story, and well, different so then, religions interpret it differently. So okay, so for the Catholics, at least, I, you know, as far as I can tell, they mostly think it's literal. No, no, it's the opposite. Uh, yeah. well. <laughs> for for all the churches that I attended, uh, it was the opposite, in fact, and it was more evangelical Christians that tended to take it more literally. Yeah, and in fact, and the Catholics like... are open to science. They're open to um, a lot more uh, than, Ca- Catholic than some of the members others. are. Catholic, the Catholic Church as an institution up until like Francis is was really not. I would not say an open-minded organization. I mean, fucking John Paul used to go to Africa and tell uh, people in Africa not to use condoms because it's against God's will. It's well, like, the birth control is a different piece. And, well, people are, it's the most AIDS-ravaged fucking country in the world, and you're telling them not to use condoms. Like, real responsible and fucking But did he tell them not to use condoms because Noah built a, a, a cruise ship-sized <laughs> boat? And so, put it here's my thing. If it's allegorical, allegorical, excuse me, all it's saying is like, look, you should be a good person, be good to your neighbor, all this shit, like all stuff that we can all get behind. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Why do you need to go to church every week in order to. uh, You don't actually. And if you talk to some people, they will say that the church is in you and the church is anywhere where there's a group of people gathered. The Catholic church is official. I mean, the Catholic church at least what we were told growing, you know, going to Sunday school was like, look, you have to go to church every Sunday or you go to hell. You need to go yeah. to confession I mean, every Sunday. You spend or you go a lot, to hell. Of, you lot need of time money and money church. into the architecture of some of those cathedrals. Like you kind of want to go like, <laughs> it's like you got the building, yeah, you, you build them, you're not, you can't not yeah. have people. In. But no. So like, look, I have no problem with people having faith in something. And again, my thing is like, I, I, I always struggle with the internal thing of like, 
I don't want to be a dick and I want to respect people's opinions, but, and beliefs, but also but their it's opinions like, are bullshit. But they're bullshit. <laughs> like if I, if I, if I like, like genuinely went around and said, like, I think I can go to Hogwarts. Like, I really think that if I study hard, <laughs> if I really study Probably. hard and like, you know, I practice my spells like a fucking owl's going to come for me and I'm going to go to Hogwarts. People would be like, well, clearly you're fucking delusional. Why do you believe something that's not clearly made up by somebody uh, just because it's in a book and you read like so to me, it's like But some of them don't take these things as made up. I mean, some of the quote unquote miracles that, that they talk about, they believe really happened. So but, they but don't see, see it as but, a fiction. You know? No, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, but that's the part that makes me crazy is it's like, how could you possibly take the word of somebody, some guy who wrote this in a book fucking 2,000 years ago who wasn't even around for this? this is, these aren't even firsthand accounts. These are third-hand accounts. The book of like Mark, which I think was the first one, or whichever one it was, was written in like 200 A.D., after, after you know, two hundred years after Jesus supposedly yeah. lived. Well, their defense would be that you had four different accounts: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they're all pretty darn close. Uh, they're, actually, they're actually very contradictory. There's a lot of stories that I contradict, mean, but, so the, but that's not even the. But like, so what's what's uh, you know, why do people believe that stuff? But they're built stuff? off of each other, also. because I they mean, were poor like, and uneducated, uneducated, and there was a church, and that was the center of the community from whoever took over their continent five hundred years ago. You know, it's just. There's a sure. there's a need for it. It, it served know, its purpose. Well, that's honor. why that's why I wanted to talk about this broadly because I, I, I my initial thing would be like, you know, is the church, is religion a net positive or a net negative? And I would say maybe in uh, Byzantine you know times, like it, it maybe was a positive. It kept you know certain societies in check. Now it clearly I think has outlived its usefulness and it's a net negative on society because you can look at every single war that we've been in <laughs> since basically, you know, since basically world war two. And you could say, well, and yeah, actually even world war two, really, uh, you could say, you can say all major wars. Yeah. Have fought I in mean, the name shit. Of religion. And you yeah. know, way before that, you know, thousands crusades, of yeah, yeah. crusades have been f all these things, all this murder and killing has been done in the name of religion. And but it's see, like, it's done in the name of religion, but I don't really believe it's for religion. It's for power. <laughs> And it's the, the religion is the umbrella under which, you know, they get people, they, they control people because they tell them this is not about me wanting power yes. for our country. It's about, you know, for God. And therefore they have a, a higher reason to continue fighting. It's a, it's a mechanism for control. That's true. But do you think they'd be able to work as a religion though? We really bomb Iraq as a religion. I mean, well, it so seems the thing, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the thing is though, they, that's true. It is for power. And there are people that exploit religion for those purposes. But would people be as susceptible to following along with these charlatans if religion wasn't such a uh, ingrained concept? You know, like, would, would you be able to convince somebody that you need to kill? Would we have been able to convince people that we needed to go into Iraq if, if it was just that, you know, some uh, Saudi Arabian uh, guys who were unhappy with, you know, I think we would tribalism, I, nationalism. There's a gazillion different umbrellas that we use under I, which I, I to just, get people I can't, to. Yeah, they, they just change the thing. Well, so here's one of the things I, I was kind of worried about, or not worried about, but I speculated like, well, what if I was, what if I knew what I knew about religion and I was an atheist and suddenly just got transported back in time to the dark ages where 
if you said, I don't believe in God, you were a heretic and you could be burned alive. Right. Yeah. Like, could I, could I fake it? Like, could I hold back and not you, say You could just take I a really plane, thought, plane right? trip to Saudi Arabia, by the way, you don't have to go back well, in time. Right? <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of like going back in time. Um, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, that, that idea that you could not live without religion. It was not your choice to live without religion. Well, what's the biggest religion in the Western world now? It's capital, right? It's capitalism. That's the biggest yeah. religion. That's the thing we're all supposed to have faith in. And if you don't believe in it, you are a heretic. And good luck trying to live without money. You'll probably have to live on the street and you'll get the shit kicked out of you at night by the cops or someone else who's living on the street. I mean, literally, you try to live outside of the world of capitalism completely and you will be made a criminal instantly. So, God, I, money, I, I, I'll I, do anything I, for you. Right. God, so, money. I mean, Nine Inch Nails, yeah. It's... I think it's, you know, there's True. not a, um, and it's, it's a lot easier to feel those rewards right now in this life under capitalism, if you aspire to gain a lot of money, than just do good deeds with the hope that you'll have eternal afterlife after you die. Right. A little bit more of a quicker return on the investment <laughs> for your, uh, for your, um, whatever it is you're doing to, to get that money. So, I, so, I mean, and, and I'm, again, I'm not hundred percent decided on this, but I, I really am trying to grapple with like, I I cannot imagine uh, sure people would have been able to convince people to go along with wars in in other contexts in other ways but I think certainly it wouldn't be the, the world wouldn't be as bad as it is now if there wasn't religion like if the concept had just never been thought up by anybody so i looked up some data on this um on a couple different pieces of it so one is life expectancy at birth by religious group and this is 2010 to 2055 and it's interesting because if you look at it the um, based on country level data the group that lives the longest in this study is jews in the age of 80 to 85 but second to that is unaffiliated 75 to 81 Mm. Um, and then it goes Buddhist and then it goes sort of other religions, folk religions and Christians and Hindus and Muslims are down. Muslims are at the bottom, actually. So unaffiliated and, doesn't necessarily mean atheist, just non-denominational. Just, yeah, which I think is or, yeah. yeah, a lot of the population these days, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know really what to categorize. Yeah, I'd like to as, see but, that cross-referenced with uh, income and education level, too. Yeah. But what was interesting, I was talking about this with my significant other, and he mentioned something. I was looking for it, but I couldn't find it. He was saying that there's this theory that religions have an age to them. And so if you look at a certain period early in Judaism, um, there were a lot of wars with Jews and other you know, clans and other religions. And you can do the same thing with Christianity. And what he was saying is that it, if you look at the age of Islam, it's actually at that same point that those other religions were when there was an uptick of violence. And so I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I was looking, like I said, I couldn't find anything more about it, but I find it interesting. What if there's a lifespan to a religion and at some point it, it leads to more violence as it's trying to, you know, sort of spread and grow its influence and, and maybe that dies down later? Well, I mean, there's, there's geopolitics too. I mean, the, the, why is there so much violence in the Arab world? It's because the Western world's been doing coups and destabilizing and arming different factions and just, yeah. you know, it's it's not because... And we're this is, this is, almost this, entirely so, responsible for Middle Eastern violence. This ties into another, another topical thing. Um, NPR's resident academic uh, Islamophobe, Sam Harris got thrown under the bus today by neoliberals. Uh, Ezra Klein wrote a Vox Planer about why Sam Harris is a fucking racist, and everyone immediately turned on him. It was like everyone was kind of waiting for that moment for someone to really just nail Sam Harris to a wall. Uh, Sam Harris, who who is a a buddy of Bill Maher, 
who likes to get on TV and say, there's just something different about those Arabs, and it's probably genetic, uh, which is basically phrenology to say that, you know... The, well, the I'm wondering when they're look. coming for him with the, with these articles, uh, yeah. because he is long overdue for a fucking shunning from quote-unquote liberals. <laughs> oh, well, they just... They, people tell her Bill Marcus he has his own show, and they can go on a show. So one of the, yeah. one of the people who really um, nailed their asses to a wall was Ben Affleck. And he went off on him. And so many people go on Bill Maher and they're afraid to really go off on him. And Ben yeah. Affleck did about two years ago and just said, what you're peddling is Islamophobia and racism and you're couching it in academia. And everyone yeah. thought, oh, Batman, shut up. You're just, you know, whatever. And Sam Harris was also on the show that day. And he, he oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was Bill Maher, it was Bill Maher and Sam Harris. And he, Batman just <laughs> kicked him in the balls, basically. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's Ezra Klein wrote this He's thing like, for Fox. You bleed. And yeah, <laughs> you will. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, we just do nothing but films. I like actually him. like um, him as Batman, even though the movie's fucking horrible. I think he's, he's the first Batman. Batman that acts like a real Batman. Yeah, that's, no, that's I, the I totally thing. agree. Uh, so <laughs> Sam Harris's whole thing was like, no, there's really just something different about Arabs, and that's why the religion's more violent. And there's nothing in the in anything in the in their sacred text that is inherently more violent than any other uh right. faith from that part of the world you know um but you do have fundamentalists that we've empowered with our military and our cia to take over democracies that were uh mostly secular and westernized already in the 1950s 60s and 70s and you know so talk about moving it back to the dark ages we did that American imperialism yeah. did that. You know, there's Islam nothing about used that. Used to be faith. like the 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 religion of intellectuals. I mean, they were you know the the Middle East was like the bastion of yeah intellectualism. We just fucking systematically destroyed and strip mined their uh, land for natural resources, which is why well, they're the most natural resource devoid fucking area in the entire world, basically. And, and there's a book called Jesus Lived in India, and it it actually theorizes that. So you know, there's a, a period we know about Jesus's birth, and then there's like 30 years missing, and then he appears later. Totally and there's normal. this this theory that he actually spent time in India and picked up Eastern religion. And so then they say you can kind of see that influence in, mm-hmm. in some of the messages in the new Testament. So uh, we all, we all agree that Jesus was an actual person in history. I think we're all um, on the same page. I'm, I'm, I, I, I think he probably was, I, th- there has not been any actual physical, you know, records of that. And I would, well, I thought the, the uh, shroud of Turin Romans had, not a real had independent <laughs> records of that. <laughs> no, well, so there's, there's, there's conflict. There's never been hard evidence that a man named Jesus existed around that time in Nazareth mm-hmm. or, well, you know. here's, so what, here's what's interesting about that book. That book actually talks about, numerous places in in the east where there's yahweh jesus you know yeshua all this name is yeah. is repeated I, in I've all of these that, religions yeah. it's an so interesting... you know the same way that joseph campbell talks about the power of myth and how you know all the major religions have a you know a flood that happens you mm-hmm. can you can find these parallels that these names it, that it, it, it's possible that it wasn't a historical individual but so, that this name has um some significance around the world so like gun to my head if you ask me what i thought about jesus the human being, I'd say, yeah, I think he existed. He was a man, and I don't think he ever claimed he was the son of God. I think he probably, like you said, was a, a really smart guy who went around learning all of these so, different philosophies. Wait, and so you're Jewish? Is them. that what you're saying? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I don't believe that Moses parted the fucking Red Sea either, and then you know, with a staff. Well, but, if the wind um, was right at the certain low yeah, tide, right. it could have. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, but no, I think that he there probably was a guy named Jesus or Jesus or whatever the fuck his name was. Or Jeff, and uh, you know, he, he, <laughs> the world according to Jeff. <laughs> he probably was a smart guy who picked up all these different philosophies and just taught people like, "Hey, be good to each other. Don't be assholes. Like, don't." And then you know, be excellent. They could have ended it there. <laughs> think, think about how a story changes when you tell it to somebody secondhand, and then they tell it to somebody. Now, well, that's what people use as evidence of you know of the divinity of the Bible is that if you look across all of these different versions, there's so much that really stays the same. But that's bullshit because they are all written after. They're not written at the same. They're not written concurrently. So one could have read the other, could have read the other, could have yeah. read the other. So that's to me. But that's if you're not... talking about whisper down the alley, that's a that's a later point in time. Every time you whisper, it goes later and later, and yet. No, but these books were not, these books were, there were a lot of gospels and they, you know, the, the, there were a lot of gospels that didn't even make the Bible. This, These were just, the, that's, you know. That's actually an excellent point. And that was something that I studied for a while was the Gnostic gospels, the gospel of Thomas and others. Catholics have very contradictory to the certain you know. books um, that they keep as part of their Bible that others don't, uh, don't believe as a part of that. And then there's this whole discussion uh. within, within Christianity um, of the Trinity and whether God is one or God is, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They actually had a conference to decide this. So, you know, like they sat down and go, no, 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 it's this. No, And they, they actually came forth and said, okay, this. Guys, so where's you... the hummus plate? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That was so, the name of the conference, so... Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so Unitarians, you know, believe in that, that singularity of it. And then, you know, other Christian religions, Catholicism being one of them, it's the Trinity. So, so there was a break there. So the Unitarians believe that like uh, temporal physics can come into play with religion. See, with the, my, my whole thing is like all, all of these <laughs> things are based on, you know, books that were written by people like, you know, year, hundreds of years after the fact. There's no, I'm, I'm trying really hard to be. <laughs> I'm trying so hard, guys. But look, there, you're it's, failing. It, it's, it's just there are things in the Bible that are just fucking provably false. The earth is not 5,000 years old. And I know you could say, well, it's an allegory, but a lot of people don't think it's an allegory. A lot of people think that the earth is natu- is genuinely 5,000 years I old. I thought it was six. 6,000 you know, was the, the they, they earth, added up earth all was the people. Created, and... We're now at six probably. Yeah. 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 You know, earth was created and Adam and Eve were the first people on earth. And somehow all of these other races and everything came from mm, these two Catholics people. Catholics allow for something outside of that. The whole Lilith thing. They, well, they yeah. allow for some different interpretations. Well, they, they allow for allow dinosaurs. For di- they, I was going to say they don't allow for dinosaurs in <laughs> the Bible do. at least. <laughs> well, the Bible doesn't mention them, but okay, Catholicism but we're, but we're says there's things outside of it. Yeah. But what you're saying is, is man's interpretation even thousands of years after the Bible was written of Bible to make it palatable and not make it contradictory to actual It's kind of like the constitution they keep reinterpreting it over time so you know this pope says some things another pope thinks something thought but, something but different that, but to me that's like how can you if if, if the pope in, in the catholic church's eyes what the pope says is the literal word of god like he's he is conveying the word of god so if one pope says that dinosaurs uh didn't it, or you know, whatever they say, but then another Pope contradicts it. It's like, well, did God change his mind? Did it? It's just, <laughs> and again, it's just like, people are making these things up. Like guys, I'm sorry. I can't, I'm trying to be respectful, but like people just make shit up and f- make it fit with the times. And now all of a sudden you have Pope Francis who's like, oh, well, gay people aren't that bad. And maybe we don't need to shun atheists. And I think atheists can get into heaven. Oh, I guess God changed his fucking mind. No, they're just making it up. Well, I thought that was a Catholic thing already. Up. Even if you're atheist, as long as someone Catholic 
praise for your everlasting soul, then you're still going to get saved. I thought that was a thing. Mm, well, don't the Mormons wow. go through and, and bless graves after the fact? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Try the to Mormons get people blessed in. Uh, Adolf Hitler's grave after the fact. Ooh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, true story. And also the Mormons uh, didn't let black people to come into the church until like 1973. But whatever, you know, that's cool. It's whatever. Are there black um, people in Utah? I don't know. <laughs> well, they didn't need to. A... And then I think in 1973, the first black family moved into Utah and they're like, oh, fuck, wait, what are we going to do? They're like, oh, wait, we can't be Mormon. What the fuck did we come <laughs> We're here We're super nice, but we also don't like black people. Uh, so what do we do? I God. I guess we just be really patronizingly know. nice and turn the religion <laughs> is fun. I mean, you know, Mormons wear special underwear. You know, that's fun. <laughs> it's magic just special. It's magic yeah, underwear. exactly. It's made out of zinc. <laughs> keeps demons away. Yeah. It keeps. It keeps uh... These people are not freaking humans. Okay, oh. Hillary Clinton <laughs> nice. is a goddamn demon. Keeps it keeps Hillary Clinton away. Did you guys ever see the movie The Mission? No. It's a Robert. It was uh, Jeremy Irons and Robert De Niro, and there are these Jesuit monks that go down to South America and they're trying to convert everyone but they're like the nice uh, conquistadors where they're not chopping off people's limbs for refusing to convert but basically like uh, the while they're out in the jungle the backdrop is Spain and Portugal are uh, like uh, jockeying for who's going to actually own what's the Amazon today right and basically yeah. they're like well if, if, if we give you this then we want these people to enslave and they're like no those are ours and we already converted them, so those are so basically it comes down to like okay, we'll we'll give you this this chunk of land if you let us slaughter all the people you guys converted to your brand of Christianity. So meanwhile, all the natives are like, well, what the fuck? Why did we convert to this this new religion that you tell us we're all going to get saved, but now you're going to chop all, you're going to kill us all, you know? Like why don't we just convert and go back to the jungle? And they're like, no, 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 don't do that. This is you know, if you die for Christ, it's still better than going back to your old faith. Anyway, it's a really great. Um, it, it, it sort of it, it shows the Jesuits as being um, kind and virtuous. I think we we uh, Jesuits aren't as bad as, as yeah, like other yeah. sects. I mean, I still think um, it's all goofy, but the Jesuits are. So look, I think there are people who are religious who serve or whatever who have a genuine compassion and genuinely believe in doing good and helping people in the world. Yeah. Um, that well, doesn't mean that they're right it, about the like, interpretation like the, of the world, but the Pope that, now, I think that they're very, you know, yeah, the Pope now, Pope Francis, he was a Jesuit and they, yep. uh, God chose him, but you know, the Vatican elected him and even he wasn't nearly as progressive until he got the job and he was like, Oh, maybe I should really like kind of push the envelope here a little bit. Um, but yeah, the whole, the Jesuits were basically like the, the poor carpenter Marxist Christ. Like that's the version yeah. of Christ that they're, they're all about. Which I can get, you know, I can get behind. I can rock with that Jesus. But uh, you know, it's just like, <laughs> again, like the philosophy there are plenty of philosophers who don't have religions based around them. Like I, I would have no problem if Jesus was considered a historical philosopher that we think existed. What about L. Ron Hubbard? Great... <laughs> Dude. L. Ron Hubbard is a, you know, <laughs> and Scientology is notoriously litigious, but do, do some fucking watch going clear on uh, HBO and you'll, so you'll, you're going to say all this of... stuff about Catholicism and you're not going to say a look, word about Scientologists. Scientologists are fucking <laughs> lunatics. They, they, I can't, I can't even begin to describe, but again, the thing is like people joke all about Scientologists being fucking crazy and thinking that, you know, we all came from this planet 80 trillion, whatever years ago. And that fucking Xenu sent us here in DC eight airplanes. 
guys, that's not that much crazier than the shit that Catholics believe or that Jews believe or that well, Muslims it, believe. Scientology like, is really close to Mormonism. It's all about like yeah, yeah. Or they that started. Believe. They, yeah, they started to learn about planets and you know post industrial they had telescopes and shit. And they started to incorporate that stuff. You know, like when you die, you inherit a planet that's all your own. You're the king of that <laughs> yeah. planet. Um, and inside of the, you know, the nuclear <laughs> it's all like hard volcanoes. It's they try to lure you in with. It's like, oh, you guys get, you know, join ours, you get virgins. a fucking planet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> join ours, you get the fuck, you know, 47 which, virgin women, which was not it, even remotely. Which sounds like torture. Yeah. If, if you're a guy and you've been with some virgins. God, <laughs> it's like know. fucking, that sounds so tedious. Like. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's not a reward. No, <laughs> not at all. But so it's just like, to me, it's like, you know, like clearly people are, you know, it just, <sighs> so, you know, maybe, maybe what I'm, what I'm trying to say is what, what do you guys, th- what would your, would your answer be in terms of, is it a net positive or net negative to society from the beginning of time until now, the concept of religion? Mm, okay, so uh, Patton Oswalt has a good stand-up bit about this that I think has some truth to it, where, you know, before there was any government, any law, any kind of ethical, moral, anything, it was just whoever was bigger and stronger would say, I want that thing, or I want, you know, whatever I want, I'm going to smash someone's head with this mm-hmm. branch and kill them for it. And somebody who was, was smaller or weaker and maybe smarter was like... What if I trick him into not doing that? What if I tell him there's a special reward for not clubbing me to death for the thing that I have that he wants because he's bigger? And so that was kind of his, his, his joke was like, we invented this whole system of supposed morality to stop big, uh, strong cavemen from killing weaker, you know, smarter cavemen. And then it just it got so out of hand that it became an institution. And it, as an institution, it did... The, uh, the terrible, awful things that we were trying to prevent individuals from doing by having some kind of moral, ethical uh, and, and code embedded in that. But, you know, again, even on a personal level, it's like you, you see how that just ends up being like, well, uh, Jesus said, smite my enemy with my AK-47, you know, whatever the fucking, the people that think that Jesus was like actually like violent militant, you know. <laughs> That's about killed. Jesus would have been like a conservative <laughs> fucking right winger. Yeah, yeah so, like- supply side Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I like that splash I do. <laughs> um, so, so what would your? <laughs> I guess I would say, um, you know, it, it's I didn't, didn't live through all of time. I I can't experience sure. every you didn't? different. Th- you know, we we think the Crusades are bad things, which they were. Um, uh, <laughs> conquering North and South America in the name take of the God. Crusades are bad. Things. You know, Columbus was like, "Hey, I'm going to do this, and we're going to enslave all these people." Day one, you know, that was all done in the name of of the crown, which was basically God at the time. You know, um, net positive, I don't see it at all uh, today yeah. through the the lens of history. But say, if I lived two thousand years ago and I was watching people die of famine and just like you know, and somebody shows up and goes, "Hey, uh, if someone's hungry." Um, you have a, a, a duty to feed that person or, or to give them water um, because the guy upstairs says that's the right thing to do. And whether you get a reward or not, it's, it's still honorable. Like, I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's, let's go with that. Let's, let's <laughs> at least entertain the idea that there is um, <laughs> a, a, greater, uh, a greater good to doing good deeds than just I want what I want for me and myself. You know? so, um, and, and I think a lot of you know, Buddhism wasn't always nice and friendly. It used to be all 
pretty fucking violent too. Uh, Getting violent again, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So great. Speaking of Jesuits, great Scorsese film he just did. I think it's called Silence. Yeah, I I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's it's got the kid from Hacksaw Ridge basically playing the same character. Yeah, Spider Man. But it's uh, yeah, Um, but it's it's a great you know like here's the Jesuit Christians versus like the violent Buddhists, and they're both kind of on the same level as far as what they think. The only difference is. Uh, the the Buddhists at the time in Japan, feudal Japan, where they were kicking out all the foreigners and killing everyone who wasn't their religion, uh, basically said, "Well, everyone that worships the sun is going to be saved. That's all you got to do: worship the sun." And the Jesuits were basically teaching people in Japan to to think that no, you have to you know forgive your your sins and and to be saved. So just that one little slight difference was enough that they were killing each other for it. So anyway, great movie, uh, completely unlike any. Scorsese film I've ever seen before and it's amazing that yeah, you can still completely do something that's still a masterwork of cinema that you would never suspect was the guy who had done Goodfellas and what you didn't answer the question <laughs> uh, no I think you know like I said it's it's subjective I think now in the last 2,000 years no uh, but if you'd asked me let's say if I lived 2,000 years ago I would say yeah sure well you know what the Buddhists back in uh, feudal Japan were probably saying you know what? I will go to I will go to hell before I sit here and I watch this country and the world turned over to these savages. I'm done. I'm pissed, and I'm not putting up with it anymore. Yeah, that's, I, that, that's probably what they're feudal saying. Japan in the 1600s has a distinctly Texas drawl to it. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, Ah, you know, these missionaries coming in here with their Black Hawk helicopters. and <laughs> <laughs> They rode a boat 16,000 miles to get here. Um, all right. So, so okay. That, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a somewhat solid answer. I'll let you off the hook for that one. <laughs> let me off the hook. I'll keep going if you want. I just don't have a strong no, no, opinion. I, that's the only yeah, thing. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. I mean, I, I think, unfortunately, my answer is mixed as well. I mean, you can definitely point to good things that have been done in the name of religion and you can point to bad things that maybe people thought were going to be good you know that that were done in the name of religion and and i guess it all points back to humans um and as long as it's humans interpreting it we're imperfect beings and and it's going to be imperfect um we aren't god you know and and we can't be and i guess maybe there's a few people that have tried to say they are and that's a whole other waco (laughs) um a whole other discussion (laughs) I tend to take it from from the macro level and, you know, certainly you could look through history and I don't know that you can really tie it that way. I mean, obviously there's there's not positives and negatives. I don't know that you can add or subtract it and come up with a clear answer. So I would take it to the personal, from the macro level to the personal. I would go for myself personally. I think about periods of my life. I've searched constantly, you know, for answers, for meaning, all of that. And, and I remember, you know, being in confession in third grade and going, wait, they're telling me that this guy I'm talking to has a direct hotline to God. <laughs> and so I need to confess to this guy so that I can talk to God, but I can't like on my own, you know? And so I, I had issues with that and, and I would actually make up sins. I, I, I seriously made up sins because they would be like, I, I'd say, I, I don't have anything to confess. Well, surely you do, child, you know? And they would like, you know, force me. So I'd be like, um, I mean, I was a really good kid. I didn't do stuff wrong a lot of the time when I was, you know, hmm. younger anyway. Well, yeah, so what, do you, what kind of sin do you thing, make like, up? Like, I'd, I'd be like, well, well, so I'd be like, parents or like, you'd like, yeah, I'd be like, like, I did that too. 
that was what I did. Yeah, I'd be like, I, I, you know, thought something bad about my brother. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Uh-oh. Like I, I don't know. And you know, so in the end oh, of it, it would of- be like say 10 Hail Marys and, you know, call me in the morning kind of thing. And so that was my perception of Catholicism. And and years later, you know, going through hard times in my life, what I will say is that when you have nothing, when you just feel the most hopeless that you can possibly feel and you sit there and you have this, like, do I even want to live moment? What I will say is that faith can give you something something to get beyond that moment. And so for myself, you know, I, I do think of th- th- there's some kind of reason, meaning higher power, whatever you want to call that. Um, I, I do feel a sense of that. And I've chosen for my family to pass that on to my daughter, or at least try to, so that, you know, if she hits a moment like that in her life, that she has something to turn to now. What's funny is she pretty much tells me, "Mom, I really don't believe in any of that. I don't believe in God." <laughs> Again, I'm like, "Okay, your daughter's fucking awesome." Wait, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you do what you want. You do you. I've given you some options yeah. here, some gods to choose from, and you know, <laughs> you think what you want to. Um, you know, for me personally, it's been helpful. The other thing that's that sort of hits me in all of this, and it's an emotional one for me. So. I said my dad converted to Catholicism before he died and he used to constantly watch. It was weird because he would always watch every religious show that was on 700 club and just all of those oh, horrible God. people. No. He watched. What was the one with the guy? It was like a live drama show in the eighties with the guy who was an angel. Uh, oh, from Little House like on touched the by an angel. Touched by an angel. No, 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 no. It was a guy no. from Little House on the Prairie. I know what you're talking about. Like, uh, I'm talking about dark shadows where the guy's like, no, 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 no. It was, he was like MacGyver, but didn't do, I like, totally know what bombs. you're talking about. Um, I can't think of what that was. But anyway. he watched the he watched the ones with, you know, Billy Graham, all of those, you know, horrible people. Yeah. And he, and he was also, you know, supposedly Catholic. But he so high on morphine near the end of his life, he wrote this letter to all four of us kids. And it basically said he wished he'd known earlier in his life that the key to everything was in saying the rosary. The key to, you know, getting beyond anything, whatever. And I think he was going through this thing where he'd, he'd done some stuff he wasn't proud of. I know he was confessing, um, you know, stuff to the priest. And I think that he, he felt that that was some sort of a, I don't know, a way for him to leave this earth in peace. And so mm. years later, um, when I was going through my own hard times, I, Catholic Charities actually helped me out and my family. And, you know, I had some more further discussions with them on the whole thing. And, and they said, well, you have sort of a a juvenile understanding of Catholicism because you left, you know, fairly early. And they said, have some more conversation with the priest, you know, talk a little bit more. And so I I went a couple times and it was so bizarre. I went to confession. (laughs) It's like, bless me father for I've sinned. It's been 30 years since my last confession. I mean, you know, uh, like, yeah, you know, how do you even do that? How do you make that kind of an inventory? Father, I'm going to skip a bunch of stuff. Just (laughs) FYI. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, but it was a genuine moment for me of just going, I'm reaching, I'm trying, you know, I want to clear some things out. And it was, it was actually amazing and super powerful for me. And so, um, I expected, the same answer. I expected the, you know, say 10 Hail Marys and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And and it was amazing. So at the end of whatever, you know, the things I kind of came to and, you know, reasons why I felt at war with God because he took my father from me and the things that had happened hard in my life and that I blamed God for and all of this stuff. He just said, after this, go out into the sanctuary, that this gorgeous sanctuary in the church, of course, because Catholics build beautiful churches. So go out there and I want you to just sit for a while. And I want you to just think and meditate about 
God's love for all of us and, you know, the incredible power of his forgiveness and, and, you know, sort of all of those things. So he didn't give me the instruction that they used to church had changed very much. And for me, it was, it was a, it was a different moment. It was more, um, I don't know, more Zen, you know, less, uh, uniform or whatever. It was, it was a little more Buddhist to me than, than I had remembered it. Um, and it was a nice moment of, of going out and, and what I realized in that moment as different from my juvenile way of looking at it is it's not about necessarily whether or not this guy has a hotline to God. It's kind of like having someone to talk to that ideally um, will keep your secrets and will listen to you and understand you and that you can share your, you know, your deepest, darkest thoughts with. That's something not everybody has. And, and a lot of us pay therapists or, I was gonna say, you know, it's very similar to yeah, I mean, you know, and, and you hope that they keep your secrets or maybe you have some things you can share with, you know, best friends or people that are super close to you. But, but that's what that's really about. And I don't even think that it necessarily has to have a connection to God for you to have a sort of a cleansing experience of just sure, yeah. clearing yourself and having a moment of saying, wow, I've messed up in some places and, you know, I want to do better in some other things. And isn't it great that I have an opportunity to do that? And so I look at, you know, all of it and all the religions and everything. And I think if it gives people a reason to keep going, to keep learning, to keep growing, all of that, if it connects us to one another, then I think net positive. But we can see very clearly that there are those, and and some people would say it's satanic forces, right? Some people would say that that there are those using religion to separate us, to divide us, you know, to keep us apart. Um, you know, I don't know that. I don't really believe in hell. I don't really believe in Satan. I still think there's something that connects us. So I I do see, for me, um, that the, that it's provided something that nothing else could have. Um, yeah. So, so I see some positives. And also, I think in, in what Comrade talked about earlier, in the, the doing of good deeds and the helping one another, if people need a reason to do that stuff, and religion is the thing that, that makes them give when they wouldn't otherwise, great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, do that. I mean, the war stuff sucks, but the war stuff would happen whether or not religion were there. Right. Well, you know, and, and so the, the people who are living their daily life are, you know, living a religious life by and large it's benefiting them in those in those ways um most everyday people aren't um, going out on television and saying you need to donate money to me uh for the sake of god most people are you know struggling with like paying their bills or some kind of addiction and Mm -hmm. you know that that's what their faith is is helping them with right so for them on a personal level i think probably very much so um you you do notice that in the last uh 15 20 years that God has kind of left all the politics in our country. Like there was the mm-hmm. Reagan or less, Reagan or... revolution, you know, that was kind of like all about God. And, you know, then George Bush, God stuff. Cheney was kind of like, eh, not really. I don't really give a shit. You know? Um, and then this like, I mean, Trump was like, uh, whatever. <laughs> like, there, I guess there's hey, a hey, good job. Trump, but, like how much some members are trying to, yeah. Some members are trying to bring it back though. I forget who in his administration was just arguing that, well, there's some fundamental. They want to have DeVos is a lunatic. Like they want to have religious, uh, you know, uh, things back on government grounds, some stuff like that. So there yeah. is a, a DeVos piece is a of that a, a bit, but yeah, it's it it's not that. really a. a I, I, that's the thing. I feel like t- took its place was actually talking about real economic inequality, which up until ten years ago was never actually talked about on television, yeah. much less in our political discourse. On, on a, that's why I like this pope. 
Yeah, that's why. <laughs> well, yeah, that's no, that's why that Pope and fucking invited quality. Bernie to the Vatican. God damn it! <laughs> and he didn't even talk about it. If if the Pope fucking invited Hillary, that's she would never have shut the fuck up about it. But of oh, course, God. he wouldn't have invited her because she's a fucking capitalist. And Bernie gets invited, and he's just like, yeah, I talked to the Pope. He went on Morning Joe. Bernie was on Morning Joe right when he came back from the Vatican. And they were just, like, salivating, like, Joe Scarborough's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Pope invited you. The Pope invited you. Oh, my God. He was having his... <laughs> Do you share your hats? Do you share your <laughs> yeah. Joe Scarborough, like, uber-Catholic, was having his Marxist socialist awakening because the <laughs> Marxist Pope invited Bernie Sanders to the Vatican because they're all about, you know, caring about the poor. Yeah. Yeah. So... All that and poor Spicer couldn't get there. <laughs> I think he actually got there eventually. Eventually he did. But, yeah, after um, he left, but Trump didn't help him. All right. So let me try to unpack my complicated fit. And I feel bad now saying like shitty things because that was nice <laughs> what you said, LaDonna. And uh, I'm trying That's not to That's why we have the balance over. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, <laughs> you do you. It's fine. <laughs> I'll be the Lennon tier McCartney. I'll come in with my pessimism and shit all over everything that you well, love in this world. Think about it though. The, um, the other day you sent me that song that was like a beautiful religious one, and what did I send you back? <laughs> wait, wait, which song? The the song you sent me the other day. I forget what it was, but it was nice. Was and then I said, Creed? I said, this one's more my speed. <laughs> I was like, you know, heresy, nine inch nails, God is dead, and no one cares. Oh, what was the one? Oh, yeah. oh no. I, well, I sent it to you as a joke. I, we were talking about yeah. the God's Not Dead franchise, and I was like, guys, there's a song. <laughs> called god's not dead that's like a power pop <laughs> anthem <laughs> and the lyrics to the chorus are god's not dead no he's surely alive very uh it's, nice it's, it's innovative it was, uh, well yeah. you know the funny thing is it's actually it had a good like power pop melody and i was like oh yeah. wow this is very this is like an earworm that they're gonna try I to wanted to not like it children yeah. of america with <laughs> but it's really goofy when you listen but that that's all there's a whole nother i'm getting off topic yeah so all right so let me try to i'll try to be <laughs> nail this to a cross dude just do it <laughs> So, look, I think that there's nothing wrong with people who are in dire situations, people in jail, people, you know, in in extreme poverty, people who are in horrible home situations. Turning to God, you just think they're stupid. (laughs) I I can think that they're believing in something that's not true, but I mean, I I, I have no problem with them because I think think a lot of therapy is, is just kind of the same a different side of the same coin it's like right. you're you're just trying to cope and people yeah. find different ways to cope and like look if that's the way people cope then that's fine and i and i respect that and i think everyone copes in their own way i get on a podcast and bitch about things <laughs> that annoy me you know some people don't have that outlet so i i totally get that and i respect that um and those know, people we, should donate to our patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash move left no but three dollars um, <laughs> So, you know, we didn't even get into the whole, like, systematic kid fucking of the Catholic Church, but that's a whole nother, you know. Oh! Yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother. Speaking of the Catholic Church being good at keeping secrets. Oh, yeah. They, they keep a tight <laughs> lid on that, you know. Emphasis on tight for them. I mean, you know, but. And it's um, not just the Catholics with that. Let's be honest. A lot of the religions. They're fucking worst about that. They, they definitely are. The, they definitely are. That's but they're why not fucking the Ratzinger resigned. There's no, you couldn't convince me that he didn't resign because he knew about it and or participated in it and they were like hey uh why don't you just go hide forever until you fucking die like he's that the first pope that was the resigned. nazi pope like, right 
Yeah, yeah, the Nazi party. Yeah. <laughs> the, the well, they needed someone to take the heat used. in between. They needed someone to take the heat mm-hmm. in that in-between period, and they hoped to have cleansed it before this pope came, but <laughs> then more kept coming out. Yeah, well, so. this pope is also actually an apologist for uh, certain bishops, so I'm not. That's why I'm not like super sold on him as everyone else is. I found out recently. Well, it's a tough one when you're when you're forgiving of everything, when you believe that you can confess and be forgiven of anything. Mm. How do you deal with that? The, look up, look up, look up this pope in Brazil and some of the stuff he did with some of the bishops down there it's not as... i'm not saying it's good no i'm just, I'm just saying. saying he's not it wasn't a matter of forgiveness it was a matter of hey shut these people up but that's mm. that's the way the catholic church operates it's it's like the it's like washington it's a machine you know well and it but, is so... about property that is why they had males you know priests it is about you know passing on property and and that kind of thing so there was a definite financial component to the church that you can't deny yeah no it's absolutely a, you know it's a it's a it's like a business, you know. I mean, they, they fucking take in money and they don't have to pay taxes. So, like it, it, yeah, so now, it's like Game of Thrones, where the the church suddenly gets all uppity and like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put the king and queen in jail," and you're kind of like, "Whoa, that's you know that that was that was really based on um, history of." Are you uh, telling me Ratzinger's gonna demand a trial by combat at some point? Yeah, well, <laughs> before I, he croaks. I would watch that. <laughs> I if he's participating, it, that'd be fucking hilarious. Like him and his fucking like all like his when you know emperor. Palpatine fucking posture, like you know, <laughs> ultimate power. No, uh, a lot of people don't like Cersei Lannister on Game of Thrones, and not to mention the fact how this is gonna be the hottest great... take of all time if you actually say that Cersei is a good person. On Game no, of I feel like she's okay. the most relatable villain of any TV or film in ten years. She's like you understand how much fucking pain she's gone through to get where she is and the things that she's given up to to appease other people you know sure. i mean she's lost all of her fucking kids which she knew was going to happen uh you know like it's uh, I, I don't know great fucking no, villain great disagree and Please. uh uh lena headley um phenomenal actor uh i i don't know i love it it's a lot more relatable than ramsey i mean <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> no no but so um i yeah. haven't watched game of thrones yet guys well, you don't plan on it. You don't like violent shit. So I'm going to watch it. I just really. You know, so here's, here's what yeah. we do. I, I, don't I watch the first two seasons. Watch, watch season, start at season three and nothing will make sense, but there's less characters to follow and you can at least kind of like keep track don't of it. Watch, watch three, four one. and season five, then jump back and watch one and two. And then watch all the, don't, the, the, the linear. This, this is like Star Wars. Is, don't listen to any of this. This is this is crazy advice. Watch if you watch it. Watch the beginning. I, the first couple seasons are great, but they're confusing. But they're great. It's confusing. Yeah. Um, There's so many characters to follow. Don't watch it because you don't like you're, you're you're like not into really violent things, and it's it's gratuitously violent at times. So I, I probably I can wouldn't tolerate it. it. Okay. Well, uh, I yeah no. It's, 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 don't you don't like violence. It's gonna. I mean, fuck there's, up your there's like genital mutilation. It, it, it's not a pleasant show if you're not into. No. I made it through Black Mirror. Is it a lot worse? Oh god. Oh yeah, way fucking worse. Black Mirror is pretty sterile compared to a there's, Game of Thrones. There's a, a whole season of torture porn. Where you're just right. like, this doesn't help the story. Just brutally torturing another. Yeah, for just yeah. I like a good it. story, so it makes me torn. Maybe I can fast. Well, it is a great. It's a great fucking story, but that's. But all right, so. All right, back to religion. Yeah, back back to religion. So look, and and uh, yeah, so I, I just wanted to mention that because I forgot to mention that in my original diatribe against the Catholic Church. But look, I think in in early days when people still think that still thought that like spitting and turning around three times warded off demons and they thought that <laughs> yeah right you say Beetlejuice thought, three times then yeah. kill your clit- I'm throwing 
salt over my shoulder right now. And they thought that, like, you know, like rain was like angels' tears and things like that. I think for those people who are literally not even as evolved as we were, like mental, you know, like their brains just weren't, you know, as, it, people think that Jesus was probably like four foot seven. I mean, we've literally evolved as humans considerably since Jesus may or may not have lived, you know, like the average man about of that time was like under five feet. So it's like, I, I think people who are that simple probably needed something to keep them in line. I think. Ouch. It's like the Bon Jovi song. They needed something to believe in. No, no, no. I mean, literally. We're living on a prayer. People of that, that, you know, that era where there was just, you know. It, but just you can no apply that to today and basically say that, that someone that believes things is, is too simplistic that, to need that to get along. No, but it's not, a matter, it's, it's not a matter of IQ. It's a ma- I think it's a matter of uh, just the, the it, it's, it's just we, I, we can't even fathom what it was like to live in in you know ancient times the like, wi-fi it was, like, was really spotty back it was then. horrible <laughs> there was there's just fucking no 4g it was like <laughs> maybe you get like some you know like that e the emergency sort like that little like you know three bar but no look and i'm not saying i'm just saying that maybe and i again i think it's a net negative i'm just saying maybe to the people of that era it was necessary because you know <laughs> they would kill each other in the streets for whatever like you know I think now it is totally outlived its usefulness, and I think it's a net negative. And I say net negative because, you know, obviously there's a lot of positive aspects to it, but when you look at the things that were done in its name, and I don't really buy that all conflicts and wars would have taken place uh, had it not been for religion. I think certainly some, and maybe even uh, a lot of them, would have, but I certainly think that there are conflicts and wars and genocides and apartheid like fucking the one that israel's carrying out right now that are done purely because of religious bullshit and it's enabled purely because of religious bullshit the reason that israel is just we have this unfucking wavering support for israel is because all these fucking evangelical lunatics in the republican party think that they need to make sure that palestine is completely uh, controlled by the Israelites for when Jesus comes back, because that's the way it is in the Bible. Doesn't that if I, if you were from Israel, wouldn't you be kind of scared that the evangelicals in America only <laughs> well, want to preserve you? It's a zero sum game. They're like, well, look, yeah. we'll be dead when that happens. It, but yeah, it's but like they only want to save me so support. I can be killed by their Jesus later. <laughs> you think like <laughs> radical right wing evangelicals fucking like Jewish people? They can't stand them. Yeah. They're they're the most racist fucking people on the just, planet. Evangelicals trying to bring Christians. about the nuclear holocaust. They're trying to bring prophecy. about the fucking end of days which is again yeah. why catholics are good with jews though yeah but, but i'm yeah i'm mainly talking about evangel you know christian i'm talking about christians in general catholics are, are one of the less offensive sects although they're also the ones responsible for the systematic you know fucking of children but that's a whole nother yeah again wow. whole nother thing and, and all of south america but you know whatever <laughs> yeah and yeah but so what, what, what i'm saying is like uh, <laughs> evangelicals are insanely racist. They have no love for Jewish people. I mean, you know, it, it, the only reason, and again, they have this mentality of like this, almost this death cult. Like they, they think that they're going to bring about the end of days and they fucking want the world to end. And that's a mm-hmm. completely net negative uh, impact on our society because these people Wait, are so not you're living on the same the, type the of society ending would be a net negative. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like they go through life thinking that none of this matters and that they need to 
bring about the end of days because they're going to live for eternity. You know, mm-hmm. the ones who are evangelical radicals who think that and, you know, they're I really actually have no quite better. a few friends that are that are born again Christian or evangelical, had lots and lots of hours of, of discussions with them. And one of the things I said was, you know, how can we punish people who let's say you were standing there, you know, and and these, you know, miracles or whatever happened with Jesus, but you weren't nearby to see it. Tree and falling so you in go, the woods. I, I, you know, I don't know if that happened or, you know, people now that weren't there. How can you judge them the same way if they didn't have the same view mm. as someone who supposedly saw it with their own eyes? How can you see it on Twitter? <laughs> I, mean... I believe everything I read on Twitter. So. Wait, so what do you mean? Like what? How could Are you, well, you this is you saying this to them when you're talking? That's what faith is. You don't have to see it. Well, that's what they know say. It's right. faith is I mean, I, I, you know, but it's not faith. If you saw it with your own eyes, that's my point to them is yeah. that it's, they don't, those people did not have faith and you're expecting me to have it. That seems unfair. <laughs> sure. And and the whole concept of faith is, you know, just don't question. It's like, you just believe because people tell you. And again, I could tell you something that I made up completely and say, look, you have to have faith in me that I'm telling you the right. And I'm not, I'm just saying, it's like, you know, I, <sighs> I'm just really trying so hard, guys. <laughs> Look, I'll I, still like you if you say something horrible. It's okay. <laughs> I think I've said plenty of horrible things in this podcast already. That's what but, I mean. <laughs> um, no, and look, I, I I don't begrudge people that have religious beliefs. I just think it's fucking dumb. Unless like, they're think, unless they're uh, <laughs> uh, Richard. Yes, what's, what's the guy? Um, Richard, uh, Richard Dawkins. Yeah. Yeah. I begrudge that guy's atheism. Fuck that guy. No, there's a whole breed of (laughs) new atheists, people like him and Sam Harris, who are just fucking racist and phrenologists masquerading as intellectuals. Like you were saying, like those people, Bill Maher is a fucking Islamophobe and a racist, and I don't want anything to do with him. And I, I, I wouldn't consider him the same type of atheist how many, that I am. How but. many white guys who are, you know, Alex Jones and Bill Maher, like their fan base, that crossover, that have this, you know, like, oh, That's I'm a... a, a cross-section. <laughs> I feel like it's a big crossover nowadays. Well, maybe, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. You know, Probably now. Anyway, it's just, it's, you know, I, I the First Amendment um, isn't just free speech. It's the establishment uh, of freedom of religion, and it states emphatically that we will never endorse any one religion. Now we put it in the Pledge of Allegiance and we put it on our print it on our money, but we have, you know, by and large, uh, you know, we were the, the, one of the first countries to have a secular courts and a secular government. You go to Italy and the crucifix is up on the wall in court. Uh, Amanda <laughs> Knox was judged based on her character being uh, inconsistent with what the Catholic faith uh, agrees as being wholesome. She was basically convicted for having a, a, a free and open sex life. She was convicted for murder, <laughs> for yeah. for being, you know, uh, easy, basically. Um, so you, you have this move, thing that says, uh, we're, we're the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn. Yeah, <laughs> which that. isn't really accurate because they didn't burn them here. They drowned them. And if you were, which right. you didn't drown, you floated. <laughs> So in, in, in Connecticut and in Salem and in Connecticut, actually, yeah. most of them died by hanging. Uh, the burning yeah. only happened to like one or two people. Actually, yeah. the other thing, and I go to Salem every Halloween, so I'm really into the shit. The other thing that they would do sometimes is press you to death, which is when they would just put a giant More boulder on top weight. of you. Remember, remember from the movie, just put boulders More Weights, the guy from the, okay, so... Um, the the it was just horrifying. The Daniel Day-Lewis movie that he was in of a, what was it? The, um, the Crucible. 
Yeah, I haven't actually seen that. But oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. I know that's about the Salem Witch Trials. Right? Oh, if you want to see, like, if you've ever been to court and have seen, like, a kangaroo court, this will put the fear of God into you. Um, because Speaking you're of realize, religious hysteria causing uh, yeah. horrible, unspeakable, <laughs> yeah. huge tragedy. But yeah. well, there's this moment in the film, not to spoil it, where you think, like, rationality is going to take over. And then someone just goes, in the courtroom causes an outburst and so says, I see the devil. He's right here. You can't see him, but I can see him. They're like, oh, well, that trumps all the evidence we just had. Uh, but well, yeah, there's in the movie, there's a guy Ever been in a room where people start speaking in tongues. Uh, uh, well, only if there's, I've seen there's it on TV. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's, so there's it's a guy in, the, in there. there's a guy in that movie that they're like uh, slowly crushing to death. And uh, by putting more stones on top of him, he's yeah, like, it's, and, it's horrible. And he's uh, protesting the whole part. The concept of it, they're like confess and we'll stop, and he just goes more weight. He's just like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> anyway. That's probably Giles Corey. Who's that the would only be my significant be, other. Uh, that would totally be his take. <laughs> the only man to be killed for witchcraft and during the Salem witch trials. That's probably who that was. Uh, we always joke that he he'd set on fire if he walked into a Catholic church. So <laughs> we make a good pair. Um, I don't know. I mean, I believe in reincarnation too. So I don't know where that adds into Catholicism. I, I, I have lots of irrational beliefs, but you know, the other thing that we didn't talk about in all of this. So DMT, um, I haven't done acid, but I understand that. Uh, I really want to try DMT. There are substances that can give people the experience of having talked to spirit god something that is beyond all of us and there's something you know sort of common that all of these people come back with that i find really interesting too and maybe it's again maybe it's a chemical reaction and maybe that explains yeah. a lot of our religious experiences i mean we, we could talk for three more hours about you know the afterlife and what people like that this is a yeah. total bag of you know bag <laughs> of spiders or whatever the fuck you want to call it but <laughs> Um, we're either gaining or losing tons but, but of if listeners. Anyone, if anyone knows where we can get some DMT or some ayahuasca, I'd totally be down for that. So, uh, so uh, <laughs> when I was only three years old, I understood what death was, and I completely understood it for some reason, and it terrified me for a long time. And I thought, well, once I die, because I didn't believe in an afterlife, right? Uh, even as a young kid, I understood, like, that's it, you're done, you're gone. Uh, and the idea that once you're dead, your entire existence, your consciousness, your being just disappears and you only get what 70 85 years or so and then you're just gone it's discomforting and that you know if you think about that it's like wow that's really scary because everything i ever am now will be erased and will just turn into a fish or a tree or a cloud and it's like well or wait nothing just will cease to exist the, the flip side of that though is everything i am now used to be a, a blade of grass or a cloud or a tree I'm only me right now because I used to be all these other fucking life forms and forms of matter. So to not to be too, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson about it, but to me, that's the reincarnation that <laughs> actually that mean makes you're me God? feel. Does that mean I'm God? No, it means we're all God. It means all matter oh. and all energy is all one united thing. And it's only our God, narcissism God, of society <laughs> that tricks us into thinking that we're not all connected and that we do have to go up to a higher profit to get, you know, that phone line to God. When in reality, Bill Hicks was right. We're all we're all on the same wavelength. We've just forgotten it. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I, I can I really buy into don't. that for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the concept of when you die everything just ends is fucking terrifying. And I think the concept, the, the questions of like, how did we get here? Why are we here? Where did we come from? Where did the universe come from? They're all really 
big, important questions and terrifying questions. And obviously our human instinct is to solve puzzles. Like that's why we right. love television. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we love television shows that are just constant puzzles. That's why we're just so we're obsessed with fucking solving things and solving puzzles, mm-hmm. which is to my, in you know, my estimation, why religion was created. It's just like, well, we need an answer. Why is, why, what is that noise in the sky? Oh, well, that's, you know, that's God bowling or whatever the, fucking, <laughs> whatever the explanation is. It's like, well, no. We, Mark you know, zero we know, spooky. We later, you know, we later figure out that it's a process of, you know, pressure systems and cloud. But I, I think that most of the universe is explainable in time. And, you know, there are just going to be some things that we're never going to have the capacity to understand because we're Well, that's the thing is I think a lot humans. of people have had these mystical experiences that they can't explain whether it's with what they perceive as a ghost or, you know, sure. a, a parallel universe. I mean, you know, a lot of these things we, we just, we Mandela don't understand theory, yet. That's what I, I posted on Facebook earlier. I'm like me, you know, I believe in science and data and facts. Also me. Oh, we're all screwed because Mercury, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> I mean, like I'm mm. comfortable with, with embracing my contradictions contradiction, and, yeah. and all of that because I, I we don't have all the not, answers Not right to now. constantly bring everything back to a pop culture reference, but that is why uh, Dana Scully was maybe the most amazing character in TV <laughs> of my lifetime, of our lifetimes. Was Fucking love Dana you, Scully. You, yeah. I mean, look at how amazing of a character she was. And not, it wasn't just science versus religion, but that was a big part of her but, character. But I, was always, but I feel like we all felt like Mulders, but we all loved Scully. I mean, for me, at yeah. least, I felt like Mulder, but I loved Scully. Oh, like, Go I, back and I, watch the X Files, the old X Files episodes, and uh-huh. realize what a jerk Mulder is. Oh, he's such a. Are dick. you guys watching the new ones? I haven't. Yet. I, I'm. I haven't watched Neither. the last two. The, the, the this season's actually been a lot better than the one before. Um, but mm. so, uh, and there's actually a funny episode about the Mandela effect. But that's the you know Nelson Mandela. Out, I don't know. The Mandela effect is is like this parallel universe conspiracy that go down the rabbit hole one day. It's the whole like (laughs) Berenstein versus Berenstain bears that you, I'm sure you've heard some variation of it, but I don't even, I don't know. It's there's a a 10 minute discussion, so go look it up, but it's, it's an interesting, I don't believe it at all, but it's an interesting thing that people believe. Um, But so again, like, you know, I, I understand all these questions are, really tough for people and I, I understand the need to try to solve them um i don't think that given our current capacity as human beings that we have the answers to these questions i think that people come up with these answers to feel comfort and if that's what helps them get through the world then that's great but i do think we overall, need better drugs maybe <laughs> yeah, we do <laughs> and you know we've had a lot of serious uh conversation on this episode but i i i, I just want to say i i still think creed is a good band guys like i don't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just fucking bring it all home. Um, no, That's but, a good Led so, Zeppelin song, by the way. Bring it on home. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Tell us what you think. Yeah, as you're listening, guys. If you're if you're signing off and going, ah, oh, hell, these people. I'm never listening again. You know, tell us if we've completely, if I've offended, completely you. offended you. <laughs> there's, uh, there's not a group I haven't offended in this in this uh, yeah in this podcast. So that's it's a, it's all good. Um, so, oh, you know, we, we should actually, before we go, we should talk about our unpopular opinions, even though ah. I've said about 30 of my own unpopular opinions today. You I guys think. go first. I forget mine now. <laughs> I think I, I think we shouldn't. Uh, I think there's always a big like, well, you know, I don't want to infringe on other people's religion. I, 
I think that people who are still devoutly religious are holding back society today. That's my unpopular opinion. And that's, I, I think that we could move forward as a society if we stopped fucking listening to religious people and just, you know, people, people are dying all the time of things that we could be coming up with cures for because we've had years of fucking, uh, moratoriums on stem cell research. It's like, there's no fucking reason that we shouldn't be doing stem cell. Re you know, it's just, there's a lot of things like that where I'm just like, I think, uh, you know, Jim, I think it was Jim Jeffries had a really good stand up analogy about this, about how like society is a train is like a series of train cars. Right. Um, you know, the front of the uh, train, there's three cars. Right. So the front car is filled with like 13 people. And those are the atheists and the scientists and everyone trying to feed uh, coal into the fire of the engine. Right. The middle car uh, is a little bit more full and that's agnostics. Right. Now, the back car has about 100 million people in it, and that's the uh, people who still consider themselves religious. And uh, You don't know what car to get in. Well, And, and so, and, and Jim Jeffries is like, you know, the guys up in the front car have to be thinking, like, look, I could just pull this pin right now. <laughs> <laughs> and those other two cars would... Um, <laughs> Right, I, I just so, like that analogy. And that's kind of how my, my unpopular opinion is. I kind of feel that way. I'm going to challenge like, that and say that when I was much younger, I kind of felt like that because I was immersed in people that were far more religious. And I felt like uh, evangelical regressive religion was a bigger part of our politics. And I don't see that it is anymore. Um, not nearly as much as our financial system, which, of course, is capitalism. Right, uh, yeah, and as yeah. far as what really holds us back as a society, um, what's, not, what, what's stopping the pharmaceutical companies cars, from... Cars. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, what, what's stopping us from curing diseases? It's not religion. It's capital. It's, it's trying to come up with a, a treatment and not a cure. That's the thing that's, that's holding us back yeah, right now. Yeah, no, I agree so, with that, too. But that's still, I, I again, that's I, I think capital, global capitalism, is, is the world religion. religion and has been for, you know, ever since Marx wrote about it. He, he saw the future, hundreds of years in the future, and that's why he was so right and why he was so dangerous at the time, why they exiled him from Germany, and why, the, you know, the, the, the right-wingers still curse his name because they know that deep down he's right and they hate it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um yeah, I, I, I would venture to say it's probably a blend of the two. I think certainly in America, it's capitalism. I think globally, you could point to religion and capitalism as the what as what ails society and why, you know, certain situations are the way they are in all these countries. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, but but I, I agree that it, in America, capitalism is the fucking, you know, money is our religion. And that's certainly what God you know, wants you to take out a loan. Yeah. No, but, and again, though, well, and again, but th I think they're a lot of times one and the same. I mean, you look at people like those pat, like Creflo Dollar, who tells his his pet his parishioners that he needs uh, fifty million dollars to buy a private jet because God wants him to have a private oh, yeah. jet. Yeah, and and who do they go after? <laughs> the poorest fucking old people dying of cancer who have no money yeah, already. People that are just scamming out of it's, the last fucking dollar. They yeah, it, it's like, well, it, you'll get into heaven if you give me your last ten dollars to your name, and it's like you're on fucking chemo drip in your trailer park and it's oh like God. i better write a check you know it's like no 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 those, that should be illegal that should just be fucking illegal to no, do that be. um so you guys are gonna kill me with my unpopular opinion we are what's what's your unpopular opinion it's not about abortion again is it no it's worse uh -oh. oh god what All the right. fuck <laughs> i'm not jenny mccarthy 
Oh, but no, I was so worried about this when we were having this conversation earlier. <laughs> there is a link between vaccines and autism. Oh. There's a link. There, there, All right, I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm going to lay it out for you. Okay. All right, now I understand that there's a, a, a logical flaw in conflating personal experiences and, you know, uh, you know, taking those to apply to the world. Um, and I don't believe that vaccines cause autism, but I believe there's a link. Mm. And I'll speak from my own personal experience here. My daughter is on the spectrum. Um, we know that we're giving a lot more vaccinations than we used to, a lot more, um, you know, and, and they don't necessarily need to be given at the rate or, you know, um, at the timing that doctors are now recommending. And I, there's an entire biopharma, you know, sure, conspiracy absolutely. around, you know, pushing that, that agenda. Um, and there's certainly lots of things in vaccines that we don't need to be putting in our kids. And, and I think that's, I, you know, I evolving definitely over agree time. with that. Yeah. I was like, go, go on. <laughs> so, um, my experience was this, um, my daughter got some major vaccinations. The first time she had six done at once, they pushed six into her leg. I think she was about a year, year and a half old. Uh, within 24 hours after that, she had her first febrile seizures. And that was when we first started noticing things were different. So it's difficult, right? Because timing wise, when you would start to notice speech delays and things like that would be probably around this same time period. She didn't have speech delays. She had other things, other sensory stuff going on. I waited for a while after that because I was concerned, you know, was there a link? Obviously she had a major fever and that led to the seizure and, you know, other problems. I waited a couple of years after that and she didn't have next vaccinations until she was, I want to say about three. We had the exact same experience. She had vaccinations. I had fewer at the time, but she had them, another fever, and more febrile seizures. Febrile seizures are common. You know, they happen in lots of kids. Do you think um, that's a reaction, an allergic reaction though? It could it could very well be, but what I will say what, is yeah. that since then, and and I have not chosen not to vaccinate her. I still vaccinate her. I do it at a different speed, um, you know, at a different schedule than than others do because of these um, experiences she's had. Every single time we get around, we have a year, a year and a half of very severe symptoms that eventually, you know, subside mm -hmm. and go away. And so it, it may be that it's not so much that. Uh, these vaccinations cause autism, but that the shit they flood a kid's system with sensory wise, when they've got so many other things happening, it may be that, that that somehow, I don't know, for a period of time, you know, makes symptoms worse. I mean, there's definitely an effect. Your, your body reacts when you introduce, you know, pathogens and other things, you know, into it. It has a an immune response and it may be that there's some link there so guys you can send me your hate mail if you want to i know the studies uh, that have been I don't done know. that's a pretty nuanced view no, of it. Nuanced. yeah the only and, thing i'll say oh yeah i'm sorry keep going and i've had you know huge discussions with family members on this one that's a doctor that tells me to shut the hell up another one that studied the brain that says do you really think there's a global conspiracy you know with all of the the global studies that have been done everywhere to to debunk and all of that well yes i do I do, because if you find the link in all of those things that have been done across these countries, you can find just a couple of corporations at the head of all of it. So, yes, I do think that's entirely possible in the same way that the CDC is lying about statistics with the opioid epidemic. There's lots of problems in our statistics and our studies, um, and it ties back to money. Um, so, again, I'm not saying it causes it, but I do think that it's there's an impact. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So 
well, okay. What I would I would just say a couple things to that that that's that was definitely nuanced. Um, the, the the big study that everyone hangs their hat on about vaccines are linked with autism yep. was was just bullshit. It was I wouldn't even yep. say it was flawed. It was bullshit. Like I yep. fucking lied. Um, yep. So there's no actual provable and and do I think that the drugs are not probably as safe as they sh- uh, should be, including vaccines. Absolutely. The FDA is a totally corrupt organization. They knew about red dye number two causing cancer about 20 years before they told the American public that, and people mm-hmm. were taking, you know, eating food with red dye number two in it. And it was, it was fucking, you know, there's so many carcinogens in our food and all the shit that the FDA is supposed to regulate. And they only regulate things based on, yeah. you know, what's more profitable. Well, I still buy a lit of gasoline. I mean, why not? Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. Right. So, um, do, and you know, could vaccines have bad shit in them? Maybe. I, I, I think the that people, could. I mean, they do. <laughs> well, the thing is the people who push their, that brand of like really strong anti-vaxxing and saying, well, there's all this stuff and there's mercury and all this stuff. It, it's a total miss. It's an, it's an ascientific understanding of how certain elements in vaccines are put there for stability and how trace amounts uh, don't equate with, you know, something that's nearly of the parts per million enough to poison okay. you. Or Do you guys to... know what the precautionary principle is in medicine? Do no harm? <laughs> no, it's a little bit different. I'll get into it when I, because my um, unpopular opinion is actually was going to be about vaccines also. Um, wow. And also something of a nuanced point of view that pisses off everyone on, on apparently both sides of it. But mm. I'll, I'll save it for when I launch into my uh, spiel. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the vaccines we give when, when kids are younger. The, the big one that was pushed more recently was the one for HPV. Mm-hmm. And that one, you know, has caused a ton of problems. And there have been, you know, numerous documentaries put out about it of, you know, people being not just temporarily, but but permanently disabled over this stuff. And the, yeah. you know, pharma companies have lied about um, those adverse reactions. So I'm not just so, saying it's ones when they're given when they're younger. Yeah. Well, so, you know, just just even couching vaccines, just drugs in general that are approved by the FDA, it's not based on a process. And, you know, Trump even wants to speed it up, but it's been, you know, way too fast to begin with. Like the FDA will just approve shit without properly Mm -hmm. doing long term testing on it. There are a million drugs that get recalled. You know, I, I I see a fucking popular drug every year that gets recalled because it's like, well, they found I'm out that this <laughs> uh, fucking kills, you know, like, you know, Avandia was the number one fucking blood pressure drug. They found out, oh, yeah, you know, well, it actually causes fucking embolisms and, you know, mm. killed a bunch of people. So they don't even make it anymore. It's like there's yeah. so many drugs that they rush to production and, you know, because the drug company says, oh, no, it's great, guys. We did the study and we think that long term it's going to have a positive effect because blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And it's like, well, when SSRIs, you, yeah, but, that's and, another one. They never did a long-term study on it. They're only doing them now and finding out all the damage yeah, to your brain. Yeah, yeah. No, and a lot of SSRIs are really not good. But so again, it's like, but then again, I think we can even boil that down to capitalism. It's just like these mm-hmm. fucking companies don't care about these things. They just want to. It, it's like the cars America used to make. It's like, well, make it fucking look nice and hold it together with some duct tape and glue. And it's like <laughs> as long as we roll it off the lot. And we sell it. That's what matters. It doesn't matter if it's fucking durable. What or do you need a seatbelt for, you fucking pussy? Yeah, really. Well, what what a with, fucking pussy Ralph Nader trying to make us all wear seatbelts. Unsafe and at any babies, speed. And with babies, you go back to, okay, so if, if 
what made less of an impact or more of an impact to parents was the baby crying when they got the shot. Hey, let's combine five shots into one. So now we'll give all of it in one dose mm. and we have less baby yeah, crying. That certainly you know? can't be healthy for a kid to fucking <laughs> shoot five, you know. But they do. So, and again, I, I think that a lot of people who are, you know, vaccines equal autism are just not basing their they're basing no. it more on feeling than they are on there's a ton science, of genetic which... studies and other things and there's numerous forms of autism i mean there's so much we still don't know sure. absolutely um and i and i think they really still don't know 100 percent what causes it. i mean it, no, you know it could be don't. what's in our fucking food like it, you know like we the shit we eat now is so much worse for us than it probably was you know, even 50 years ago, like in there was terms a of website the, I went on for water this week and it said mine oh, has like plus five horrible. carcinogens and it. it's worse I, here I, than I it was in website, Arizona. Yeah, I saw yeah. that website. It's fucking hard. Don't go on that website. If you want it, it, you don't need <laughs> to know because you're not going to, you're not going to fucking move. And it's like, you don't want to know how bad your water is. Yeah. But true. Even if you filter it, you can't get some of this out. So yeah. anyway, so comrade. Yeah. All right. So I, I spent a lot of time on the West coast and I got to know a lot of the people that are very, um, I don't know. They're sensitive people and some of them are hypochondriacs. Some of them have genuine allergies, but there are people who have created an entire, um, ID poll, uh, around being sensitive to, different kinds of food allergies or pollutants or whatever. And yeah, there's a shitload of pollution out in the world, but they start getting addicted to websites like natural news, you know, and they get these crackpot articles where natural news, by the way, uh, which is against, you know, vaccination against pollution, you know, whatever. But they're also, they also think climate change is a hoax. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's just like whatever fucking thing sticks and gets clicks, they'll do it. Um, well, then look who's behind these because sometimes you'll find it's evangelical groups or others. Yeah, so, yeah. and they're yeah. they're, they're yeah. framing it as a as a uh, as a or Jehovah's, like Jehovah's thing. don't believe in like so medicine or something. When I lived out yeah. west, there the the city I was living in, big city, um, some neoliberals were trying to get fluoridation passed, and it was one of the last cities that had never fluoridated their water, and they tried to do it behind closed doors, and it was a bunch of like healthcare pharma lobbyists that were behind this and people got really freaked out and there was a referendum and it, it like the people that didn't want fluoride in the water won by a landslide and uh, there was some really good reporting done that showed that the, there was the people that were for it wanted they were basically saying there was a dental health crisis uh, amongst mm -hmm. uh, poor uh, kids of color in, in, in the city they were conflating statewide figures with uh, the local metro figures and they were using numbers that were 15 years old. Well, someone did a FOIA request and found out that they were totally fucking lying, and they lost that election by 21, 21 points. Well, every local um, people of color community group from from uh, Indian Reservation Riverkeeper groups to the local NAACP, NAACP chapter, they were all against fluoridation, right? And they basically said, well, look, it might be good for your teeth. But swallowing it is not good for your entire skeletal system. And there's people that have all kinds of other health issues that it's not good for them. So they were applying what's called the precautionary principle that says even if there's an overall health benefit for most people, if there's even a, a slight risk of extreme negative harm for a small fraction of people, it, you should not mandate it for everyone. Yeah. That's the precautionary principle. And it, kind of the same thing where we used to vaccinate for things that were universally life-threatening. Uh, measles, mumps, rubella, uh, polio, mm -hmm. not life threatening. Which are all but, making a comeback, by the way, because people aren't vaccinating their fucking kids right. for those things. Well, but here's right. the thing. If everyone who <laughs> wants to get a vaccine for it is vaccinated, 
then how would they get it from someone who's not? <laughs> wait, wait, say that again? If you're vaccinated against polio or measles, mumps, rubella, uh -huh. how would you get it from someone who wasn't vaccinated from it? If you're vaccinated... You wouldn't. It's the unvaccinated people. It's the babies, for example, that haven't had time okay, I yet think, Yeah, I think that's people's get... argument. So, yeah, that you're, yeah. you're, it's, it's a net negative to society because you're putting everyone at risk going, by... All right, so going back to what you were talking about, LaDonna, it's not that, that, that all vaccinations are necessarily bad. It's the, the volume, the number of things we're vaccinated for. This is my unpopular opinion that gets people on both sides mad at me saying, you know, it's not that we vaccinate at all it's the kinds of things and the number of things right the more things you vaccinate for that are yeah. not uh, life-threatening over time you end up weakening our immune system as a species because they're not growing natural immunities to things that are actually bombarding the body which are going to be more so that that it's called a behumoral response where your immune system is becoming more specific to what the new thing is that it has to fight off, right? And over time, that strengthens our immune system as a species. If you just vaccinate against one strain of a thing, that's the only one you're gonna be immune to, not a broader spectrum of things that your, your immune system is, is by and large way more advanced than any one vaccine they're trying to market, right? So, you know, for things that are life-threatening, sure, I get it. For things that are not life-threatening, no, I don't think we should vaccinate. What about the flu? Uh, if you're if you're old or a baby and you could die from the flu, yeah, but you don't mandate it across to every single demographic and make say that you can't go well, to public it's not school mandated at the moment. Um, no, but there are I mean, things I think they get it wrong. Yeah, right. So then you have people on the on on the west coast who are homeschooling their kids to simply opt out of all vaccinations. And you know, I I'm against homeschooling in most cases because it it makes kids socially. Um, not to. I had a friend who homeschooled her kid who was eleven and couldn't read. That's yeah, or, or they just they it's don't. Also they don't have social learning. Fundamentalist, you know, lunatics who think yeah. that you know the liberal She's education. Or these yeah. these yeah. two lesbian moms <laughs> that drove their fucking family off a cliff this week homeschooled their kids. I guarantee they did that shit to keep them away from any vaccines, and they were abusing those kids, and then they fucking murdered them today, or not today, but a couple of days ago, they drove the, the van with the whole family off a cliff and killed them. It's just mental illness. I don't know what else you could attribute that yeah, to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, all right, no, I mean, that's not. So what's what, what was the unpopular opinion? that The that unpopular should, part is mandate? that people that come from like a very pro-medical um, industry point of view say, no, get every vaccination possible, yeah. mandate it for everyone, da-da-da-da. At the, a certain schedule, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of your own personal health conditions, just vaccinate, 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 right? Uh -huh. And yeah, then you talk to people on the other people. side that are like, that basically say, no, all vaccinations contain mercury and they all cause autism to everyone, da-da-da, like, right? So you have these yeah. two very extremist points of view, I think. And there's not a there's not a good mid-ground. And I talk to a bunch of nurses. We get hate from both and, sides. Yeah, so I talk to a bunch of nurses, and a lot of times nurses are more on the forefront of what's um, the most uh, modern information, whereas a lot of doctors are steeped in, like, their old boys club of, like, this is just the way the association has done this for so long, so that's the way I'm going to do it, right? I talked yeah. to a lot of nurses um, who work in the, in the profession, and they said, no, we, we are we're vaccinating for things we shouldn't be. We're over-vaccinating. Uh, the things that are life-threatening, uh, we definitely should keep doing that. But every new thing they come out with telling everyone that they have to get it, kids have to get dozens of injections now. Or they lump them together, and like you were saying, LaDonna, they, they bombard them with you know a ton of stuff all at once, and it, and it floods their system. 
and for a growing number of, of kids that are having very adverse reactions to it. So we're not yeah. applying the precautionary principle as we should be for uh, for something that is ha growingly having a negative effect, uh, I think. I just think it's important for parents to question everything. And I'm not saying don't vaccinate or vaccinate. I'm just saying ask the question, look into it, read for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Trust no one. <laughs> I want to believe. Truth is out there. We're all Mulder at heart, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we've been going for two hours, so we should get get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> you brought up religion. Right what did you Remember expect? We were like, oh man, we have nothing to talk about this week. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be like a forty minute podcast. <laughs> Next week we'll be Ever? back on just current events for the sure two people still listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So you know, if you like what you hear, check us out on Pippa. It's uh, you know, what uh, app or no wait. <laughs> it's a website it's shows, on the it's uh, shows.pippa.io slash move left idiots. I'll uh, that's way too yeah, you have to put that in, the, in yeah. you know, on, on Twitter and all that shit. Follow me at move underscore left. I'm at, at a poly bent, P O L I B E N T, or the political bent on Facebook. And I'm at chaos bot 5000. Also, uh, Comrade's alternate account is at uh, Candace Aston, C A N D A I S T O N. I'm also Candace Aston um, on Medium, too, if you want to check out the things that I write. God, I'm, I'm never going back to Twitter. Even though they banned me, I'm just not going to go back because I chose not to go back. That's totally what. No, no. I, we're going to get started on her. That's a whole fucking another can of worms. But uh, yeah, go rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, hit us up on Patreon. If you like what you hear, patreon.com slash move left. If you're still on Facebook, God forbid, if you're still on Facebook, oh, God. go find move left idiots on, on Facebook too. Yeah. Facebook.com slash move left idiots. And, uh, come check us out next week on move left idiots.